This is Jordan from Newfound Glory. Listen to story time with Matthew Haslam Hammond. <laughs> Attention. This podcast will make you happy, make you sad, believe and make you mad, but they're sure to make you feel included. The things they talk about are completely random. It's story time with Matthew Haslam Hammond. Gentlemen, welcome to Storytime with Matthew Haslam Hammond, the podcast where you, the member of the general public, will get up and tell your story. Why? Because everybody has a story. Like always, this podcast is sponsored by the Pastor Assist Pod. Follow Callum, Jack, Carl, and Doug, and Carl as they discuss basketball. And I'll be honest with you, they got a banging new season where basically they talk about like previous like um, big big uh, uh, NBA wins and things like that. And you should check it out because. If you're just getting into basketball these days, it's really good, and it's like literally um, f- like you know four people talking about like basketball, and they know a lot. I probably rambled on a bit there, but I am very very drunk right now, so I apologise. Uh, anyway, so today's guest is none other than my former bestie. Um, this guy is a British architect. He is uh, a love machine, and um, if you ever saw him, you'd probably like, be like, oh my god, I want to sleep with that guy because he's sexy. Please welcome to the show, everybody, Adam fucking Mac. <laughs> Adam, Let's welcome to the show. On. How are you doing, my former bestie? Hello, how are you, Matthew? I am not too bad. I have a bit of a having you here, you beautiful man. How are you keeping recently? Yeah, not too bad. It's, it's lockdown free, so electric boogaloo. It's um, it's it's lovely. So. Oh, it's <laughs> doing absolutely fuck all basically, but, um, but otherwise, that's a, not too bad. So <laughs> it's been beautiful, hasn't it? You know, just just staying inside and doing absolutely <laughs> fuck all. Yay! <laughs> I mean, it's lovely and cold as well, so you can't even go for a walk, really. So. Like I've been living in like to stay in the house, isn't it? It's mind blowing. Well, yeah, just stay inside, play more video games, and drink, and then do fuck all else. So, <laughs> I'm wonderful. So, yeah. Well, you you've even upgraded to the next gen consoles. You got you got an Xbox, whatever it is. I, I have an Xbox Series X. Yeah, I do. So, I've got that and a uh, fancy new TV. So, a new TV. I had got a new TV. Yeah, put it back in like Novemberish for. When the uh, latest uh, like Destiny uh, updates came out, so um, <laughs> I had to get myself set up for that. So, <laughs> so I've, I've got my. How long has that game been out, <laughs> Destiny? It's been a while, <laughs> like six years, I think it is now. <laughs> six years for Destiny. Well, they, they, there was Destiny One, and then they had Destiny Two, <laughs> but it's more of a, it, it, it's a sort of continuous sort of game, really, isn't it? So. Didn't you, didn't you and uh, Wilkie's bromance just kind of uh, escalate uh, on there, and you even become a friend with another guy as well who? Uh... Well, well, yeah, because well, like Wilkie got back into it, and like during the first lockdown, I think okay. the one in the in the summer, or was it the second one? At some point over the sort of spring summer, you know, Wilkie got back into it, and I got back into it hard and started playing it for like ten hours a day because he was furloughed and I was furloughed. So we had, we had nothing else to do. So it was like, okay, we'll just, we'll just play Destiny for like a month solid. <laughs> and we did. Didn't did, did you befriend some guy called Jed on there or something? There is the tale of the like, legendary Jed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not really sure how I became friends with him, but um, he's this random Irish teenager kid that I just started playing with quite a lot of. And um, it, it turns out he's he's allergic to sunlight, so he can't go outside. So all he does is stay indoors and play Destiny all the time. 
Okay. He's got, he's got, he played it for something like 8,000 hours. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, like last year, he played it for like an average of like five hours every every day, every single day. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> he's quite a nice guy. It's just like, okay, we're friends with this weird hermit man that plays Destiny and eats and sleeps and doesn't do much else. But I've not heard of him for a while. So. Yeah, I've heard for a while, so, so I'm hoping he didn't go outside and die or something. So <laughs> you imagine that? Ah, oh, you know, I've had enough of this lockdown. I'm just going to end it all. Everyone else is inside, no. just like me. No, Jed, no, don't do it. <laughs> I man. need you to. I need you to play Destiny with. Don't do it. <laughs> oh man, but, yeah, that's wonderful, Jed. But yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. When, every time me and you we, we've been out, something always happens that's just spectacular. And I'd like to say, me and you have just got like some of the greatest stories together. Uh, oh god, there's too many stories in there, really. Yeah, like when you think about it. So uh, I was trying to think about like oh, I sort of knew I was coming on in. Like what? What do we even talk about first? But I'm not sure why stuff just keeps happening when we go out. But it normally does, isn't it? So. <laughs> I don't know. Should we start off with a good old tale of Norwich? Norwich, oh god, yeah. which one from Norwich? <laughs> I don't know. So we go to like, what is it? What is it? WAW uh, or is it uh, the shitty Norwich promotion that Paige's family does? WAW. Um, <laughs> that's WAW. Great promotion. But the two... I mean, it's not the best, is it, Matt? Let's face it. We we've always had a good time. Well, we did have a very good time, yeah, because the beer was very cheap and it had half decent wrestling so and it was there was normally like some semi-famous like old old school wrestler there and then scott hall like on like in like tap didn't they or like oh, yeah. he was like contracted to, to turn up to every event or something i'm pretty sure they must have had some sort of like dirty info on him to, to force him to keep coming to norwich of all places uh, I, I could i can't stop laughing when we we went like because like you said it was cheap alcohol and the worst thing about it is that it was Aspals that we were drinking. And if you ever oh, have shit, yeah. what Aspals, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, that is one powerful cider. It's not like 7 or 8% of it. And like, we were just having pints of it. And it was like, mm. like £3 a pint or something. Plus you'd get there like at lunchtime because it'd be like a sort of early show, wasn't there? Yeah, so they had the morning like, show yeah. and then they had the evening show. And then like, obviously yeah. we, we stayed around for like both of them. <laughs> and as well. <laughs> Over the time, where basically they said, "Oh yeah, you can stay here if you want, or you can go around Norwich if you want and just have a, you know, get something to eat or whatever." We're like, "Nah, you know what? The bar's still working. We're gonna fucking stay here." <laughs> it's like three hours to the next show. Yeah, it's fine. So, we'll stay here and just continue to drink asphalt for God knows how long. So because they gave us that program, you know, they said, "Oh yeah, if you fill it up, we'll give you like five hundred pounds." It was like grand, wasn't it, or something? Yeah. Like, if you get a signature from like every single wrestler that they've ever had, I'm pretty sure there was somebody there that that was like impossible to get. Exactly, yeah. Because like, because I'm not sure like who was in there, but it was it was definitely some people that was clearly impossible. It it, it was something that they were selling to try and get more money because they're, you know, carnies basically, aren't they up there? So, um, but we got pretty close though in the end. So. Wait, but then again, we just asked everyone who was there, even the bar people. It's like, are you Sorry. in this book? And they were like. <laughs> Uh, might be. He's like, what do you mean you might be in this book? Yeah, anyway, sign this book. Yeah. I want that thousand pounds, damn it. I think they had like Shawn Michaels and like Triple H in there or something, so it was obviously impossible to do. But like, 
we gave it our best shot, damn it. So <laughs> like some of the people who were just sitting at the side and like you know, like the um things as well, they were even the in the book like the behind the yeah. scenes team which is there like can we, are you in the book like yeah i'm actually He's like sweet can we get your autograph then <laughs> sign it we'll just chat to every single person that's there to try and sign this random book <laughs> unfortunately we didn't get that thousand pounds did we matt but, we, um... we didn't but you know what in the future you know we'll go back to norwich and we'll get that thousand pounds well yeah i mean like, like do you like, like do you like still have that book somewhere or i think is it yours yeah. Oh god, I will have to go find it then and we can try and um get the rest of it signed. We've got pages <laughs> autograph in there, didn't we? Is pages in that one or Yeah, yeah sure. They just had this whole like everyone else had like these like little tiny pictures which were probably about like five centimetres. But Paige had a whole page to herself. Just a whole page, yeah. A page and a whole page. Yeah. Well, that was the time when she was dealt in uh, she was uh, dating Del Rio wasn't she? Yeah. So, uh, going through her crazy Del Rio cocaine phase or whatever she was doing. And she was just randomly there and uh, her parents decided to, to just pimp her and Del Rio out to get a bit more money at that show, which we happily obliged and paid. <laughs> so. And my picture ended up on some website saying I look like a crazy man. What was it? Like, t- top 10 worst wrestling fans or something? No, but like, like the most awkward, yeah. like, top top 20 awkward wrestling fans with wrestlers. Uh, like, yeah. It wasn't awkward, though. Like, they loved it, yeah. So. yeah. Like, <laughs> and they loved the old page in Del Rio. I wouldn't know how it went, like, viral and just ended up on that website, quite frankly. Like, you know, uh, it was just... I think you posted it on, on Instagram, and, 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 and I guess they just browsed hashtags on Instagram and found your mm-hmm. picture and was like, oh, okay, but it's a great picture, that is, of you I and Del Rio. Too. Like, it, it looks like they're on a date, to be fair, uh, but it just looks like I'm just posing <laughs> behind them going, like, that tongue out of everything. Like you just come up behind them, and they're like, they're like a, what's up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's fifty pounds. <laughs> Thanks for letting me do that. Bye. But, um... Do you remember that time we we were there um, on the? Uh, I think it was the first time we went, and we were that rowdy uh, that then people invited us back to a party. There was the. I'm not sure who it was. Was it? it? It was like they had like the after party in the in the venue, still, didn't they, or something? Yeah, yeah. And then just some just random like people invited us back to their place for a party, and we we're there going like, yeah. we would love to, but we'll get a lift home in a second. <laughs> I think we did. I think that was the very first time when like tattoo picked us up, didn't it, or yeah. something? Or was <laughs> it tattoo? Or it was or... tattoo. You were yeah. meant to be going to like some work, uh, like leaving, doing something, but then you couldn't get home because of like there was like um like the Christmas lights or whatever it was in Norwich or some parade, and then. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, I think I tried to leave early, early to get the train. Yeah, but then like they blocked the road off for some shitty Christmas parade or something. Yeah. So I was like, well, I can't, I can't get home, so I better just come back and watch more wrestling. And then, um, 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 and then I think, yeah, I'm not sure why Tato agreed to come pick us up at, at like midnight when it takes like two hours to get there anyway. He was in Ipswich, so he, was, uh, he weren't too far away. That was he. Well, yeah. still, though, like from from like Norwich to Brentwood, it's about like two hours or so. Hmm. Or short journey. Um, was, one of my funniest moments ever, though, was when they had the cage match. And was, like before that, that was not around Christmas time, wasn't it? Huh? Oh, that was around Christmas time. That I one, think wasn't it, it was, yeah. yeah. And like before, they had that like eight-man tag, and they had that wrestler called Hot Stuff who uh, who betrayed the other team, 
And then never have I unleashed so much abuse on one wrestler in my life when he betrayed like Hot Stuff was this guy who was like, you know, wearing like one of them like um flame shirts that you've got in the nineties. People in South End still wear them. Um I don't remember Hot Stuff at all. <laughs> you were both wasted, Macca, you gotta remember that. I probably was by that point, yeah. But me and you were like, yeah, you know, but... there was all these like kids and families around us and we're just going, Fuck you, Hot Stuff! Fuck you! Go fuck yourself, you fucking prick! I don't remember hot stuff whatsoever. The only one I remember is that is that school teacher guy who who like, I absolutely loved. For some Mr. Reason. Williams. Mr. Williams, that was it. Yeah, I'm like I sort of I went up to him after the show and like fat like fanboy then. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why in my drunk state I just really sort of got pulled towards this guy who was like his gimmick was he was just a teacher basically, wasn't it? <laughs> He wanted to be like, my yes. friend on Facebook, so I added him. So I was there like, he went, he went to me. This is the pinnacle of wrestling. This guy's a teacher. He doesn't get any better. <laughs> Mr. Williams. He went to me, do us a favour, right? Like my page, you know, and then I'll, I'll add you as a friend on Facebook. I was like, yeah, all right then. <laughs> Fine. Is he still going, Mr. Williams? I'm is he, is so. he even alive? Or... <laughs> he probably is. What's the... Um... <laughs> Because you remember when uh, we we met Robbie E for the second time, like in the evening, and uh, we had that shirtless photo time? with him. When was the first time we met him? Uh, earlier on in the day. <laughs> oh, okay, how was it? God, it's just how drunk we got with these shows. I'm like, God, that happened. Oh. We we got there and he was just sitting by himself, and we just, I just had to go family. Robbie E, always been a fan, whatever. Bit nervous to talk to, him, and I just kind of bought his shirt, and then like we had a picture, and then like yeah. later on in the night when I was absolutely wasted. I was like, Robbie E, can I get a shirtless picture with you? He's like, yeah, all right, yes. then, let's do this. And the standing part. <laughs> and he went, he went, that is an absolutely beautiful picture, though. <laughs> he obviously didn't expect you to take your shirt off and be like, well, this is happening. So. Absolutely obese ginger kid and Robbie E, who's just like <laughs> in the prime shape of his life. <laughs> this is where this is where, what I produced myself to. I'm, I'm posing with people from Norwich. <laughs> One of the most glorious things about it was that part where basically he goes like, pull pull down your shorts so basically, you know, you can see like the muscle definition. So I started doing it and then he just basically got like a, he got a glimpse of like either my dick or my pubes. He went, whoa, pull them up a bit. Well, he obviously didn't mean to, mean to like pull your shorts like halfway down. No, he obviously meant just to like just below the hips or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe... Maybe he was just trying to get a glance of your pubes or something. Who knows? But I suppose he's doing better now, Robbie, isn't it? So it was, it was the fact that when we went back the second time to Norwich, and uh, <laughs> we're sitting there, and like uh, these people go, "Oh no, not you too! You were too bloody loud last time." <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I don't know, considering I, 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 I had my shirt off in the main event, just like swinging around, woo, yeah! No, I'm just gonna, well, yeah, because like, they had, like, I think before the main event, they had, like, like a little interval thing, didn't they? When, they? when they they said to the crowd, oh, like, who do you think like, deserves this free T-shirt for being the uh, the best crowd member or something? Um, and, like, you were, like, obviously me and you were going, like, it's Aslam, him, this guy, this yeah. guy right here. And we were all just, we were just literally screaming at the top of our lungs when there's this like, like there's us and there's this there's this little kid in the front row somewhere going like me please I want a t-shirt and we're like no fuck that kid he doesn't deserve a t-shirt he makes me sick give her the Haslam and eventually you eventually just took your shirt off started waving it in the air 
but then those bastards gave it to the kid in the end. Um, so. that's, 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 I forgot all about that, but that was so funny because that kid got booed the shit out of us. <laughs> yeah, as soon as they gave it to him, they're like, boo, no, this, this guy clearly deserves it. He's been shouting all night. He, <laughs> even everyone around us booed that kid. We we made not, the whole of Norwich boo that damn kid. <laughs> that kid was the biggest so heel of the evening. Hopefully we put him off wrestling for life. So. That kid had uh, that kid and hot stuff had something in common. They were both twats. They were both they were. So hopefully, yeah, that's ruined wrestling for everyone. And then uh, what was the show where behind us there was that crazy hot? Was it DX girl or yeah, that was that was Norwich. That's the one invited us back to the party. Was it M? Was it? Oh yeah. right, yeah. Like, there should not be a girl that, like this good looking at a wrestling show in Norwich. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're surrounded by us two and like like fifty twelve year old kids and their parents. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, wonderful time it was though, Aslan. So, as soon as they do another show, we we should go back. So. I agree. Cause we, we befriended a few people down there as well, that, which was the great thing about it. We befriended old uh, Craig, top lad. Oh, well, Craig from Norwich. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, great, great guy, yeah, Craig. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think when we turned up for one, didn't he? He was like, oh, my God, it's the loose trucks, guys. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, the UK uh, tournament, the WWE one. Oh, yeah, because yeah, they did it in the same place, didn't they? Mm. So, UK thing. The yeah. lawn chair. Well, the, the old lawn chair incident. Uh, that was when, like, what was that? Was was that a like televised like NXT UK tournament thing, wasn't it? It, so, it was before NXT UK was a thing, wasn't it? What so, it was is basically. Um, so obviously the WWE had the interest in you know having the UK brand, so they did the whole UK tournament thing in Blackpool, and then a few months later, like, fuck, what do we actually do with these people? You know, who we signed <laughs> to this like contract, all this money. It's- and then they just yeah. threw up, like they said, like we're going to send two hundred five live down to Norwich, along with uh, <laughs> with the UK lads, and uh, we're just going to have a little show in their two day shows. What a random show! And then, like for some reason, they didn't have enough chairs, did they? So they literally, like during the day, they had to go around people's houses and asking, "Can we borrow your lawn chairs because for our, for our wrestling event, because we just don't have enough." <laughs> so, so people just ended up sitting on like random garden lawn chairs, like. <laughs> I'm not sure if we did or not, but me, me, Callum, and Doug did. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, was, I think he was the other side to us. Yeah. But then, like, people were chanting like long chair mania and stuff, wasn't they? So. It was everyone ripping out of the hell out of it on Twitter beforehand, and then Triple H was there, like, "Hey, it's not about the chair. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's about, about what you watch chair. out there." <laughs> Thanks, Triple H. But it still doesn't change the fact I'm sitting on a fucking lawn chair from like Deirdre's house down the road. So. <laughs> but there you go. Oh, it was great. <laughs> well. It was a wonderful time. But yeah, I think it was like three, like like three or four events overall, like weekends there, wasn't it? But it was a, it was it was a very like magical time. So hmm. we'll go back when we can. Man, I- the funniest thing about the shows there was like when when someone got like disqualified or like you know when someone cheated, Scott Hall would come out, and he'd come out and say like, you know, oh okay, sweet, we're gonna have a rematch. He goes, no, that's not how we do it here. Basically, he cheated, so the winner by <laughs> by, by, by the new decision is this guy's like, oh, he did start the match again. He just continued it. <laughs> 
you could have restarted, but no, just that's it now. So, cheers, Scott Hall. Thanks. I, I remember when we uh, we we offended that um, Luke Hawks bloke. Who's that? There was a, like an indie wrestler. I don't remember called, like, this. <laughs> it was a, an American indie wrestler there called Luke Hawks, and uh, I went like, I was, I went, you look a bit different to the banner you have up there. Went, that's the reason why, because that's not me. <laughs> I was like, oh, I think that was on our sort of on the interval when we was trying to get literally everyone in the entire place to sign that book. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not on there. Oh, okay, sorry. Well, like, can you sign it anyway? It <laughs> 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 is. By random indie wrestling guy, we don't know. Uh, oh man, like <laughs> we we had we just stood there and had a conversation with Ricardo Rodriguez for about twenty minutes after the show. That was at the bar, wasn't it, for quite a bit? Yeah. yeah. So, well, that was just after your photo with, with Robbie E. So, and then I'm not, I've got no idea what we talked about with him. So <laughs> while he was there, he seemed like a nice guy. Um, and then. I vaguely remember getting into a very heated argument with some guys about the like revival or something. Oh, I I yeah. He was that wrestler like, on the yeah. show the night before, weren't he? He was like, he, he teamed up with the Essex lad, and he's yeah, we, we go like, oh look at this Essex boy, gonna get a vajazz and all that, I'm thinking, why, what, yeah. what, what's going on? Like, you know, why do you hate me so much? <laughs> I don't even sound like I'm from Essex. <laughs> I'm from Bolton, but. <laughs> And then I think I just, like, because he was being a knob, I was just like, oh, yeah, because he was like, he, like, loved the revival or something. I said, yeah, like, they're, like, really overrated. They're shit. They're terrible. And he's like, no, man, they're not. Like, if you say you don't like them, you, you don't like wrestling, period. Ugh. I'm like, no, nah, they're fucking awful. They're shit. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember going to you coming back from the tour, and went, this guy's giving me a load of lip over there. <laughs> he's, he's taking the piss out of me because I'm from Essex. Well, no, I was not having that, Hasley. I'm not, so... <laughs> Then he tried talking to us after the show, and he went like, "Well, what was the best match of the year then?" And we went, "Well, it was obviously the revival versus Gargano and like you know, uh, Champa." <laughs> yeah, our three fourth match. He was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that match." He said, "Yeah, yeah, call yourself a revival fan, you prick." Exactly. God, <laughs> these casual fans make me sick, Haslands. <laughs> Goddamn <laughs> part timers. Then I'm sure we wandered off and got a random subway or something, and then went back to the hotel room. Nah, we were trying to find food for ages on the way over, but we couldn't find anything. Well, it was fucking, well, the venue was miles away from the hotel, wasn't it? It was yeah. like an hour-long walk, at least. But Carrow Road. Well, you say it was an hour walk. We made it last an hour. It should have been about 20 minutes. <laughs> Probably, but um, that's stumbling home, trying to find anything to eat in Norwich that's open. So. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a bad town, Norwich. Like, the, the city centre's okay. It just, it just oh, yeah. seems to shut down after 12. Like I'm sure there's some random... Night a club open somewhere, but um, man, we, we had such a good laugh, you know. <laughs> like you said, it's something we definitely need to do again. Oh, definitely, yeah. And, and, and we'll take Sam there and some of the other guys there and all that lot because it's just a, it's a good, drunken, cheapish sort of night, mm. night out somewhere. So, um, definitely get an Airbnb, we're all sorted. <laughs> Or that fancy Premier Inn you got one time. Yeah, so, yeah. We could, we could, we could have watched the Norwich game from the corner. Yeah, could have done. You could literally see see the inside of of the stadium from your hotel room. So. <laughs> yeah. Was that good? I'm not sure why you paid to get like a really fancy room when there was when there was no football on anyway. But it's like, well, why not? <laughs> when in Norwich, <laughs> if I can remember, it was like the only hotel I could find. And I was just there, like, you know, that'll do. I think it, it was a last-minute thing, didn't we? To, to like decide to go there. So, 
um, it was worth it. Well, so. the, the first time we went is because I was really drunk and I was there like, I just bought two tickets because I, I really wanted to meet Robbie E. <laughs> I'm gonna get in there to meet Robbie. And then, like two weeks later, I'm saying, "Oh fuck, I've got them tickets to wrestling." I was like, "Mackie, you're coming." And you were like, "Yeah, all right." Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So, I'm not sure if if Sam or some of the other guys playing the games didn't in the end. But I was like, "Well, I'm doing fuck all else, and might, might as well go." So, hey, and the rest of the history. So, <laughs> man, like, other funny times. Yeah. Download festival. Whoa. Well, I mean, man, there's thousands of stories to download festival. So, I mean, I don't know if you want to say, uh, if you want to save some of them for a download specific podcast. You were saying, wasn't you? Or uh, maybe. The problem is, we have to get everyone at once, and like, uh, it's like, will they come on at once? Well, yeah. So, I mean, if not, there's oh god, there's it's enough times from when you've been there as well. But like, what makes you, like how many times have you been there? Only twice. Only twice, is it? Oh, right, yeah. God. Because yeah, I've been going there since... I've been there every year since 2012. So, I think if it was on last year, it would have been my ninth or tenth year. My ninth, I think. Something like that. But I've, I've been going, yeah, for literally like, te- like, like ten years or so. Um, but the, the first year that we went together was, what, was it 2016, wasn't it? Uh, yes, or oh, 2015, one or two. Um uh, so I think I went 2015. No, no, it was 2016. You're right, because I went 2016, had a year off, and went back 2018. Yeah, yeah, that was a year, wasn't it? Yeah. So that um, short hair, I remember. <laughs> Second yeah, time. Yeah, short hair by by 2018. Yeah. So. Man, the first time I ever went, though. <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's a lot of stories from that year, that 2016 year, which I'm sure some people are listening to her about. But it's just like, oh god, like, where do you even start with that year? But because um, who was there in our camp that year? We had me. It was me, you, Schofield, Natalie, Tao, Harry, Harry, Sarah, uh, Steve. Stu, Stu, Steve, Fran, Stu and Fran, Steve, um, Sarah. Random Sarah, and eventually we had a uh, old uh, like Carlsberg Luke turn up. So <laughs> he didn't capitalize think... that time. Uh, problem he is, didn't like, know. I got so drunk on like the first day when we first got there that I didn't realize I had set up Italian Sarah's tent. You did, yeah. Yeah. So, what, what, what the story with Italian Sarah was what on that first day? Obviously, we all got set up and then this proceeded to get absolutely like annihilated on the Wednesday as you do at a festival and uh, while we were talking I guess you randomly were just randomly chatting to people just that walked along the road because our, I think our campsite was like the first sort of bit you got to when you walked yeah. into that area so you were just chatting to random people and, and I guess you got chatting to Sarah this random Scottish Italian girl from Scotland and said well if you buy yourself just, just come camp with us wasn't it yeah so, yeah I set up a tent and uh, it was beautiful. Um, and then, like, uh, <laughs> what happened was, um, I woke up the next morning. Oh, the fuck's tent is that? Whose <laughs> tent is this? I'm not sure if we were saving a spot or something, but <laughs> we just randomly had Sarah. And I was like, fine. The Italian goes, Matt, you do realize that's Italian Sarah. You set up a tent. I was like, did I? He was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, fair enough. Just went Literally to the toilet. Literally chatted to her for about three hours. Yeah. So, she lives here now. So, 
it's a very good job you did, Haslam, because then she's camped with us ever since, and she, she she's part of the down of furniture now. So, uh, what, what what was the best thing about it? She was an absolute hero because her tent was the blockade, so we didn't get wet. Our tent. It was the blockade, yeah. Well, because download twenty sixteen was was one of the drown loads, yeah. Where it, it just, uh, <laughs> well, like the Wednesday and Thursday were perfectly fine, like lovely sunny days, and then Sunday and Friday it just decided to absolutely fuck it down, basically. So, luckily, I guess in your drunken state, <laughs> very smartly, Aslan, you you like positioned her tent as, to act to act as a dam for all all of the water that would then try to enter our camp. So it literally went into her tent and then funneled out either side to completely avoid everyone else's tents. So, so thank you for doing that, Aslan. That's all right. <laughs> her tent was absolutely annihilated. So fuck knows where she slept the, the other four days. But, um... We gave we gave her the other side of our tent. Us lads just slept, slept on one side. So me, Steve, and Tattoo with the evolution of beds. You had like um, Tattoo with an airbed, Steve with like a mat, and then just me with fuck all and just my my camping bag. <laughs> I'm guessing Harry just slept on the floor or like Harry had his own tent at that point, didn't he? This is Did another. He? Oh, no, he... Did he buy one, did he? he but, yeah, uh, he had his own tent and he puked outside yeah. it, didn't he? Oh, God, fair. Yeah. There's enough stories about Harry and his tent, so... <laughs> one of the most beautiful sweet. memories ever is that time where, like, um, I, I fell asleep outside my tent and, like, Carlsberg Luke's sitting there on a the chair uh, <laughs> and he's about to throw it. up and you're going like, uh, Carlsberg Luke, um, if you're going to throw up, please go over there. With, with the toilet up, being, being really aggressive with him, I feel bad now. But um, it's like, if you puke in here, I'll fucking kill you. Go over there. <laughs> the funniest thing is when you probably mention it, who Carlsberg Luke yeah, is. Yeah, let's start, to, to let's start there. I think he was another person I must have t- spoke to loads on that first day because I did not remember him the next day. He just come over to our camp the next day and just started talking to us with this like utility belt on just with all different cans of Carlsberg on it. Well, I think he'd just come by himself, obviously, and he was just wandering around looking for someone to chat to or something. And obviously he found you just and you just beckoned, beckoned him into our campsite and just chatting to him. And... We we were more than happy to let him stay there because he just brought like five crates of Carlsberg with him. So I was like, "Thank you, Carlsberg, Luke." Is the Carlsberg utility belt? And he had a Carlsberg utility belt. I think it was even a branded Carlsberg belt. So he got all into his gimmick at that point. my favourite part is when, when like you saw like on Sunday morning when like we finally saw Stu and Fran emerge like, and Stu go, oh hello Carlsberg, where'd you get that cool belt from? <laughs> See, by then he was part of the family, so. Um... <laughs> And every year, so I, I think the funny thing is, I'm pretty sure every other year he's come, he's like never bought Carlsberg, but like we all always call him Carlsberg Luke. He's always just had an sure unlimited if, supply of beer. I'm not even sure if his real name's Luke, is it? Or his name is Luke. His name is Luke, is it? Well, that's unfortunate, but um, he will forever be Carlsberg Luke. But... <laughs> it, was, it was when he was telling me, Tattoo and Fran, about all the birds he slept with and like. And like how we could like make what was we doing? I think we were just doing a drunken version of like Never Ever Ever or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then no offense to him, Tattoo, like, you know, when he got home, looked it on his Facebook page, was like, he's only got two kids and this awful looking <laughs> wife. <laughs> God. 
Sorry, Carlsberg, Luke, if you're listening to this, but your wife is horrendous. <laughs> no, I'm sure she's a very lovely person. Uh, it was random. Though. Like you, I just thought it was just some random dude that has turned up, but no, it turns out he's got like an inter- like, like got like a whole family and kids and stuff. But um, <laughs> he's a nice enough guy. But yeah, but I think it was yeah, we was doing like glimmer of like never have or ever, and I'm so, I don't know, it came up that. He just admitted he got a blowjob when he was like eight years old or something. Oh. I mean, like, <laughs> like, 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 what? <laughs> like, this is this, this, something sounds dodge about this. Yeah. Are you okay, Carlsberg? Like, he was like, I don't know. Did you say it was his second cousin or something? I don't know. He was, was a very weird man. So. <laughs> it was when he was like, yeah, so he said he got like a blowjob at eight, eight years old or whatever. And we're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah, me and this girl, we were just really experimental when we were young. Thinking. <laughs> I didn't even know what sex was at eight years old. I was playing Lego and stuff, and like <laughs> he's doing that. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Carlsberg. Man. Uh, I'm not going to lie; you're not really impressing anyone with that one. But uh... <laughs> well, no, that was not one to bust out really at that point. But it, it gave us a wonderful story, I guess. <laughs> he's one so... of those guys who just followed me around like a lost puppy. Like even when I went and saw bands, he just followed me. <laughs> and like, do you like yeah, this band? Yeah. He was there, like, don't really know. It's like, fair enough. Pretty sure before he met us, he didn't even like wrestling as well. And like, because we just always talked about wrestling and then went to see uh, NXT, didn't we? And that because I think 2016 was the first year they did NXT as well. Hmm. So he just came along, and then I think he's like obsessed with wrestling now as well. So it's nice, you know, it's a, we, we got him into a new hobby. Um, that's Carlsberg, like, anyway. So, um, what else was happening on that? Yeah, 2016, God. Uh, that was that poor girl, Charlene, who I probably have a... Uh, she probably has a restraining order against me. Charlene? Who was Charlene? She was one of the uh, campsite assistants, but I found out her name and I wouldn't leave her alone every time I saw her. <laughs> like, Charlene, Charlene, the love of my life, how you been? Oh, Charlene. Like, on, on the Thursday, when that, that Thursday is still one of the most insane Thursdays ever because you had old, like, Tits McGee. Who was this... Girl with like green hair, was it? Vicky. Uh, Vicky, yeah. I think she had green hair or something. Yeah. She was obviously on God knows what sorts of drugs and was basically just wearing a bikini, I think. And then she just like was basically just running around crazy, screaming, jumping into bins and pole dancing and God knows what. Well, we're just sitting there and watching it, being like, what the fuck are we watching? Yeah, the uh, the cutty sex pest and the uh, the panda. Uh, rapey, panda. Panda man. <laughs> rapey Panda Man was great because he was during the day he was obviously on so many different drugs he was just absolutely ballistic and he was wearing a panda outfit and he was like throwing himself into the wall wasn't he <laughs> isn't there a video <laughs> of, like you see them jumping across the wall and then you just see me in front of the poo truck just going like pulling pulling my arm down like <laughs> trying to <laughs> eventually I get it and everyone goes Way! It's like one of those like Renaissance paintings, yeah. Because it like it just it just, the video starts with rapey panda men jumping into this giant metal wall, and then it's like face palming it, and it just pans to you. And there's this poo truck in the background. You're shirtless with a pirate hat on, with something written on your body, and you're just going like woo 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 woo. And then, and then they blow their horn anyway, and everyone cheers. It's like what the hell am I watching? Um, Worst thing about rape, about that old like rapey panda man was though, I chatted to him like later in the evening. We did, he had obviously slept and come down, and it turned out he's like some he's he's like an accountant or something. He's got the most like boring job in the world. He obviously just comes to download to go absolutely ballistic and dress and dress up as a panda. 
And he was like talking perfectly normally, like, oh yeah, man, everything's got a bit crazy earlier. I'm like, yeah, you were throwing yourself against a wall while wearing a panda outfit. Like, it was his, uh, was it? He, he, he was walking around with this, like, you know, bottle of drink just handed around to everyone, going, like, jungle juice death mix or something like that. And uh, Tattoo had a sip and was there, like, how was it? Was there, like, it was all right. <laughs> God knows what was in there. He probably had MD in it or something. God, yeah. but who knows? Remember suitcase? Suitcase, yeah. I remember old, a good old suitcase, yeah. We didn't, we didn't see him, uh, well, not last year, like year before, mm. but um, for a good few years in a row we saw him, yeah. He, he was a good suitcase. He was just, um, why was he called suitcase again? Uh, I can't really remember why he was called suitcase. I remember, like, Tattoo had this genius idea. He went like, look, Matt, got an idea. I say we go help them with their tents, because then, you know, if anything happens to us, I'm pretty sure they'll help us out. I'm like, good idea. Yeah. So he went, lads, you need help? Like, yeah, yeah, that'd be great, actually. We just set up their tent for them. And then, like, and then we just got talking. He went, yeah, this is Martin. Or, or just call me Suitcase. And then, uh, and then like, there was this beautiful <laughs> okay. moment where we, I don't know how the picture happened, but, like, next to the toilet, it's just opposite, like, where we are. Like, literally, like, a second yeah, walk. Yeah, that bit. Yeah. There's a photo with, like, loads of us and just some random people as well. I'll get the picture and put it on the uh, thing for the cover for this one. But um, <laughs> there's like this beautiful part, like you know, there's two pictures taken. One with suitcase sitting there in a kilt, and then the second one, he just lifts his kilt up and he's just got his like his his <laughs> just his ball bag. Everyone's just in the exact same pose. It's literally like a microsecond later where he just lifts his kilt up and you just see his balls. Tattoo still has <laughs> that picture. <laughs> We saw him like the other year when um, I think it was the year that he, that you didn't come, and I think it was on the Wednesday when it was raining or something, and he like randomly walked into our camp and found us and said hello. And then there's it's a really funny like Polaroid picture where it says we're all just sitting like we're all sitting in our camping chairs, and it's and it's a suitcase is mooning outside. So you just see his ass, and that's it. <laughs> like ah, yes, that suitcase. <laughs> These wonderful characters. I suppose we, we we could talk about how how unfortunate poor Harry has been a few times. Uh, yeah, and let's go for and it. Harry, and Harry's escapades into uh, Blue Camp and beyond. But, um... <laughs> My God, I forgot all about that. <laughs> how could you forget about Harry and Blue Camp? That's like the best story in Downlands. <laughs> I'm not really sure what happened to him, but um, so what happened was he he meets up these people every year. I think he meet, I think he knows them from like World of Warcraft or something. Yeah. And then uh, what happened was he went and uh, he went to Blue Camp, which is like, uh, it would take basically probably about 10 minutes to walk to, but when you're drunk, it takes you probably about 40 minutes to walk to. Um, so and Normally, like, Blue Camp's like the wild camp as well, isn't it? Like, mm. the camp we was in was meant to be a pretty tame one in Old Gold Camp, but it was still pretty mad anyway. But... Harry then proceeded to take his chair and a whole crate of beer with him. The next morning, Harry's woke up, no chair and no beer. <laughs> and, oh, he lost his wallet as well. <laughs> he lost his wallet and his keys. And so it's like, what happened to you, Harry? Because <laughs> he left it like, like just after lunch as well, saying, oh, I'm just going to go check with my mates and I'll, I'll pop back in an hour or two. And then we just didn't see him until the next day where he just proceeded to have lost every worldly possession that he had on him. <laughs> so, like, 
he obviously leaves it. This is what happened. Just was saying, I think I left it in blue camp, but I'm not really sure. So, he, and that was uh, so by the Thursday, he had no money, no chair, and, and no alcohol left. <laughs> and I remember every time, like, we were sitting there, and like, uh, he was like, Oh, lads, can I have a chair? And Tattoo would just turn around and be like, Yeah, yeah, of course you can, Harry. Just go to blue camp, grab it, and then come back. Let's go blue camp, sign, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Harry. <laughs> he was very, he was very unlucky with, with his tents as well because, well, yeah, like that year he had some crappy tent that I think just by the end collapsed anyway. And then um, I think it was the year after when you were there, he he, he had forked out like 120 quid for a, a supposedly very good tent because he was really annoyed the previous year that he had a really bad tent. But then this <laughs> this tent proceeded to collapse on the first day anyway, and then he was. <laughs> And then he was sick inside of it as well. So by the second day, it was all ruined anyway. It's like, I fucked out like 100 creepers. And it's awful. <laughs> so, remember, what was it? Um, and then, Big Dave and talking about <laughs> tents collapsing. Got, got Big got Dave. Oh, Big Dave. So Big Dave was, was, was some other random guy that you had um, <laughs> recruited to our camp <laughs> on that Wednesday. <laughs> Which was this? I don't think I've seen a, a, a more rotund man in my life. <laughs> like perfectly round, like wobbling along, and I guess you just got chatting to him because he had like a wrestling tattoo or something. He had every wrestling brand tattooed on his arm. So yeah. I'm like, this guy's cool, and he's wearing <laughs> he's wearing Joker face paint too. Yeah, he was. It's, I'm not sure what t-shirt he was wearing. Some metal world wrestling t-shirt. It's a absolutely humongous guy. With wrestling tattoos, wearing in full on Joker face, but he just came by himself. And you said, "Yeah, you can camp by us." <laughs> he told us he to camped, shut up. I think he camped in front of Sarah as well, so his tent must have got ultra flooded. But um, well, we... but, but then I remember us. I, I sort of sitting there one night when random he just came back and his face plied his tent. And, and the only person collapsed. who helped him out was Scofield. <laughs> Yeah, this guy was like, oh, I feel really bad for him. We'll try and help him. We're like, nah. Like, but then, like, he's so humongous, you just couldn't move him. So, it's the like, reason well, why was... we didn't help him out, do you remember why we didn't help him out? I don't remember that. The, the night before, right, I was, we were all sitting there listening to the Venga Boys, and if you if you interrupted the song, it had to be started again. And it got interrupted. Well, yes. And like, someone obviously interrupted it one too many times. It went on about probably about 250 times in one night. <laughs> And in the end, Big Dave went, shut up! And then you went like, oh, you interrupted it. Got to start it again. <laughs> oh, oh, Big Dave interrupted us. <laughs> what if? I mean, like, the whole Venga Boys are downloaded. is a whole story by itself as well. So. I don't know. For, for some reason, yeah, we, I, I had a thing where I, we, we, we started to play the uh, Venga Boys. What was it? Boom, 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 boom. I want you in my room. And then for some reason, there. If, it, if anyone interrupted or spoke at all, we had to restart the song. So I kept restarting it and restarting it and just sort of snowboarded into this giant thing where we just kept listening to it like over and over and over. And it, it must have literally been like 400 times we've listened to <laughs> the first 30 seconds of Venga Boy's boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Continuously. And then for the next like three days, it was like the only song we basically listened to that entire time. So. Didn't, didn't you the next morning go to the uh, like the car park to go and get something out and went of your car or whatever it was? And when you got there, all you heard on like over the speakers was. I think it was Schofield. Yeah, went to his car and did that. 
because I remember, I remember like one of the nights I, I had my little radio I, and I left the radio and then put Venga Boys on loop and um, I put the, the, the radio outside Harry's tent <laughs> so that was the only thing he could listen to all night long <laughs> it was the same song over and over and over and he just didn't like wake up and turn it off I, w- I woke up in the morning and it was still playing <laughs> so he like slept through the entire night with that song playing outside his tent <laughs> that boy is a powerful sleeper I've got two stories about him First one is the one where basically it was like four o'clock in the morning or five o'clock, something like that. Might have been six, I don't know. One of the three. One of the three. And yeah, you just heard like some K-pop going off, and then Tattoo goes, "Harry, turn that shit off, otherwise I'll shove a cactus up your ass." Why <laughs> listen to K-pop at five in the morning? It was like he set his like work alarm accidentally or something, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that, probably. Yeah. So. And then. <laughs> The next time was obviously the great time where Harry, obviously being the great wingman of, you know, sleeping on the other side while I'm banging a girl on the other side of the tent. <laughs> he was absolutely passed out. So, yeah. well, that was, during, so that was during download 2018 and we had just completed our, our wonderful broken chair emporium, hadn't we? So, no, we, 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 it was one of the, okay, let's do the whole chapter on this. So the broken, <laughs> broken chair for beer. We, on, like, usually on the last night of any festival, you just, you know, Go to sleep, whatever, sweet. This time we decided, you know what? Let's get absolutely wasted. Well, it's become a thing now. Like the last three years, for some reason, Sundays are absolutely like the heaviest day for some reason. Sometimes <laughs> we decided to just get absolutely twat for no reason. But, um, yeah, there was the one year when was it? Was it 2016 or was it 18? When we, I think we had like a few cans of beer left and some some chocolate or something. So me and you went wandering off. It was a uh, rice crispy square. Rice Krispie Square, that was it. I was like, right, we're gonna go off with this only, only this Rice Krispie Square and see how much alcohol we can get just with this. So, not thinking we'd, we'd, we would get that, you know, anything at all, but it, it might be a interesting uh, thing to do. I think we got like a, a few random offers for for like one can or two cans or something, and then we just um, randomly came up to, to this guy in his girlfriend's tent and he said, "Here, t- take this entire keg of strawberry." grow dark fruits i'm like what <laughs> you're actually giving us this <laughs> like, no that's too much we don't want to take it he's like no no take it otherwise we'll leave it <laughs> so i was like oh wow thanks man here's the rice crispy <laughs> i didn't even think he wanted the rice crispy but i said no you've got to take this and just yeah. throw it him. and then just left for the keg um, and we, we couldn't stop laughing all the way back because we were there we go we got a free keg <laughs> We got a free keg for this rice crispy square cost about 50p <laughs> so, I remember me trying to like you know um, try and try to ask the campsite assistant like look listen here I know you confiscate some beer have you got any that we can just add (laughs) we've got this rice krispie square it's fresh it's it's still sealed it's worth a lot of money right then then later on we started the broken chair emporium now obviously when you go to a festival you have so many broken chair parts lying around and uh, I think that year we had more broken chairs than normal. I think we had about four or four or five broken chairs. Yeah. Hmm. So. And then we just st- stood at the side of the uh, the like the road area, and uh, we ended up just basically going like uh, to people like, "Hey, <laughs> can you uh, can you can you get? We'll give you part of a broken chair. You give us beer." And they're like, "What?" <laughs> but people just love the idea for some reason. They loved the idea that much that they wanted to basically just come along on our expedition and like 
give a you know try and sell broken chairs for it beer. Did not a good idea. Yeah. Well, I think eventually it was it started as broken chairs for beer, and then I think I tried to get like I said like buy, buy this half broken chair for fifty p or something, and then someone bought it. But then it wasn't even like they were buying their broken chairs; they were just standing there chatting to us because they're like, "What the hell are these people doing?" <laughs> and there was that one random guy we found who was quite young and he was obviously quite drunk or on something, and then decided to like proceed to completely dismantle the chair and then like make like an apron out of it or something. Did he like <laughs> proper cut his hand open as well? We're doing it. He probably like cut his hand up. He was like bleeding for like a good hour. Right, mm. mate, you should probably go to like the medical tent or something. Like, now I'm fine. I will wear this broken chair as an apron, you know, for the for the, for the rest of the evening. I'm like, oh okay. So, but then we, we were just randomly doing that till like three in the morning or something, I... and then got ch- checked with random Scottish people, I suppose, and then. Um, it was, um... there, was, there, was, there was a random Scottish girl in there, and then I think it was I think it was me, you, Harry left or something. No, Harry went bed. Um, I mean, at Harry first was we, we, we was the broken chair emporium was Seth Rogen and uh, and Dave Grohl, and then uh, <laughs> that was the selling point. <laughs> yeah. That was our hook to get people in, which which, which worked very well. So. In the um, end, basically, Carlsberg Luke went to the toilet because you went to bed. I was thinking, ah, got an idea. I'm going to get her into the tent and talk to her in there. And then, you know, you overheard us and come and join us. Oh, man. And in the end, I was there like, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to seduce this one here. And she was there like, what, do you want, do you want, do you, what, do you want to have sex? I was like, yeah. She was there like, let's do it. I was like, cool. See that Carlsberg Luke kicked him out. <laughs> went and got it on. Carlsberg <laughs> Luke. Well, it all worked out fine in the end. Then, <laughs> even though I remember, I remember friends saying I was rudely awakened during the night for the loud sounds of Matt having sex right next to my head. So. <laughs> like, what did you hear, Brad? I heard the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, well. she, she, poor Fran, she's just absolutely repulsed by Carlsberg Luke. I mean, he's not a wonderful man, is he? So the man who gets blowjobs when he's eight years old is not particularly <laughs> a, a signal of of, of good behaviour in society, is it? So, but there you go. I think I think he I think he means well. Uh, he's a public menace, that one. He is. He should be chipped and tracked. He's a dangerous man. So. <laughs> things, but yeah, I remember like going like. I don't think he was there for the uh, Venga bus, was he? No. Was that the exist? Or that was a wonderful thing, the old Venga bus. So that sort of, so that was like an evolution of the whole Venga Boys thing we did in 2016. Um, we decided to just to, to start us playing the Venga Boys while like in that sort of like the main pathway bit while we were just there, and then we just started dancing, and then so there was there was our sort of campsite crew there, and like like. Like Stu and friend were there, like leading it, and like Stu just suddenly got down into his pants, and he was literally just standing there in like nothing but his pants, and started dancing to the Venga Boys, <laughs> and we started just dancing down the road, and then with 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 us lot following behind him, basically, while I'm blasting out Venga Boys, boom, 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 on my on my uh, boombox thing, and we started just walking around campsites, and then eventually more and more people just started following us. So we decided having this full on like Venga bus, we were calling it. We spent like the next like hour and a half or so just wandering around campsites and bars and getting more and more people following us to the Venga boys, basically. I think at one point we had about 30 people behind us in this like massive train as being led by Stu in nothing but his pants running along to the Venga boys. So God bless it was marvelous. So, 
<laughs> Absolutely marvellous. My, my, my favourite stream memory at download has to be, um, what was it, download 2016. And like, um, across from us, someone like started a fire and they run over and like, you know, these campsite assistants, like the campsite security and put it out. And then one of them had 007 on the back. And like Stu's come out of his tent. God knows what he was on. He was in another world, that boy. <laughs> Just in his pants. Wearing a, wearing a, wearing a uh, what's it called? A pirate hat. And we went, Stu, look, 007, go and talk to him. And then he just walked over, just casually. No no shoes on whatsoever, and just started talking to the security guard about the Secret Service and 007. Yeah. <laughs> I vaguely remember that, because we're sitting there, like, there's like 20 or 30 like security like people trying to put out his fire or something, and then there's just Stu burying his pants in a pirate hat. <laughs> it's just it's an amazing image. I forgot about that one. Oh. <laughs> it was just like... <laughs> Dude, go talk to Triple O Seven. It was just when he came back, he went like, "So I missed you." And oh, I just went and talked to him about the Secret Service, and he, I'm guessing he was probably thinking I was Adam Ant going, "I'm the Dandy Highway Man." <laughs> It's this strange, very tall, half-naked man trying to chat to me while I'm trying to put out this fire. (laughs) The greatest thing about the studio though was that pop-up tent because his feet never fit in it. Like, (laughs) his feet were hanging out. So, because he's so tall, yeah, it's designed for, like, children or something. Or small, very small people. It was friend size. (laughs) Well, yeah, so it was friend size, not stew size. Um, and his feet was always just sticking out at the end of it because it's like a five foot long tent. So, <laughs> uh, also, he was, yeah, he, was... Stu has a way of winding up Harry somehow magically. <laughs> <laughs> and... I don't know how in particular. So it's more just doing like misquoting various bands from from uh, uh, and, like lyrics that Harry that Harry really likes. Yeah. <laughs> so he just winds him up a certain way. And he goes. Stu, Stu, you're not going to break me this year. And then he goes, oh, and then like about two hours later, so Harry, who did you see today? He went like, oh, Stu, I went and saw Miss May I. And he goes, oh, no, they, they do that song. Hey, Miss Murder, can I? Oh, for fuck's sake, Stu. He always got to him. So he would always crack him in the end. And then there's that Harry story about the Stu. He's not cracked, but he is. So. <laughs> Was it? Uh, when I dressed up as Stu, me and him went and saw uh, Thy Art is Murder. And, uh, well, that was what I was going to mention next year. So I think like, it was you, you, Sue, and Fran wandered off somewhere, didn't you? Because you decided one day you wanted to just cosplay as Stu, basically. So, <laughs> so we drew his tattoos on you, gave you a nice wig, put you in some good leggings, <laughs> then off you went. So. <laughs> well, I. <laughs> What did you go see and you were like stuck in a mosh pit or something, didn't you? That art is murder. And yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go find Stu the... walked into the mosh pit and then, you know, I'm just getting absolutely like killed. Like, ah, ah, all oh, everywhere. Those violent death metal mosh pits you could go into and you're just casually wandering in there <laughs> dressed as Stu. <laughs> the funniest thing is they stopped the song because they went like, you know, doing the whole big up to like, you know, the last chorus or whatever it was. Yeah, so basically... Everyone's going to me, you know this part, you know this part. I don't know this part, I have no idea what this fucking song is. I'm just trying to find Stu. <laughs> and you know, just the song starts again, <laughs> everywhere again. And then at the end, I walked out and went like, I saw Stu, I was like, Stu, where were you? 
He was like, I was outside. What do you mean you're outside? I'm in that mosh pit looking for you. <laughs> well, at least you you can say you survived a die a die artist murder mosh pit now, Aslan. Exactly. Ticked off my list. You know, Damn, survived a death metal band mosh pit. I didn't get scissor kicked. I didn't get floored. You didn't get windmilled or anything. You just got bumped around a bit. Right. The only way I can describe it is a human gateway. Like, literally, when you go into mosh pits, like, you just push through the crowd, you're in a mosh pit. This one literally, like, had, like, literally people's arms, like, a gateway, so, like, that. And I was there, like, yeah. and, like, you sure you want to go in? I was there, like, I've got to find my mate. And they're, like, well, you go for it. I was, like, three, two, one, go. Ran in, just there, like. <laughs> it was, like, a, well, yeah, hardcore death metal. They might do a bit of the, hard, the old hardcore dancing and stuff, and they were mm. a bit more violent. <laughs> I'm very proud of you, of you, Matt. You survived, so... Thank you. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> I'm just laughing. Still, like, I, I miss, I miss you guys. Like when it comes to you, Schofield, Harry. <laughs> it's a nice little download group, isn't it? That yeah. one. Um, friends. So. Once obviously all the pandemic and the lockdown stuff is over, we'll have to meet up with these for drinks, and then if festivals and gigs keep going, we'll um, we'll be doing that again. So. I don't think we've even talked about um, Sign Wider yet, have we, Haslam? No, we so. haven't. Oh, God. The future of all drinks. It is. We should paint in it and uh, and sell it. <laughs> it will definitely sell very well, I think. But, um... is it, who is so it who, who sneaked it in the wine in for us? Was it Fran or was it... Um... Was either Fran or that Sarah girl? Uh, Sarah or was it... Because um... Sarah had some great was, cans. I'm not going to lie. She had cans for days. Did she? <laughs> <laughs> actual cans of beer, or I think it was Schofield's mate, um, the one that worked a game. Um, I worked Sarah. in this one. Um, was it? That's the name of Sarah, is it? I can't remember now. But anyway, for some reason, we got a bottle of wine. Oh no! Oh yeah, that Sarah. That was um, another year. But was that the same wider year? I don't know if it was. Yeah, because we had Sarah, Molly, and I can't. Yeah, remember. that was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the other girl sounded yeah, really yeah. posh. Yeah, I think Natalie, that's the one. It was two Natalie. <laughs> yeah, Stoke was Natalie, and then you had like really posh Natalie who had like blue hair. So that was it, because she was Molly's mate, yeah. But for some reason, yeah, well, I think, I'm not, I can't remember like who we were seeing, but we had some, some shitload of wine left, and then I think I got a few pints of cider, and it was like, well, I don't want to carry two things, so I just poured this cider into this bottle of wine. So, of which we did and then I think I had some Rivitas in my pocket so I decided to crumble up a Rivita and put that in, in with this weird concoction I had there made but then but what makes sign wider sign wider is the fact it's the fact that you've got to take a sip of this weird flowy <laughs> concoction which basically looks like someone's pissed into a pissed into a bottle and it's got lumps in it um, but you you take a sip and then you've got to um, spit spit what's in your mouth out into someone else's mouth and that's what makes the sign wider. So, I don't which... even remember how how we even come up with it. I'm pretty sure I just went spit it in my mouth if you want, and then you're like, yeah, all right. And then these people yeah, around right. us were just absolutely mind blown, couldn't stop laughing what was going on. And then... that's why I love like everyone's completely disgusted by the fact that they found it hilarious. Man, and then 
And then, then that's when we were like, you know what, well, I'm pretty sure we can get a broader audience here. We'll get like the absolute <laughs> fittest girl to take it. And went, hey, Fran. Picked some time wider. And she happily experienced time wider. So it worked out perfectly fine. <laughs> well, this is the fact that it looked horrible in the bottle anyway, because you just mix wine and cider. And so it looks like we basically. I'm the, pretty sure it was rose, weren't it? I think it was rose with like some. Whatever side they had there Blackboard. at the bar, probably, yeah. And then for some reason, crushed, crushed up Ravita, so it just looked like someone had vomited into a bottle, and then, and then you just spray it into someone else's mouth and drink it. Mm-hmm. Which so many people were so disgusted. Because I think first of all, I was like, Schofield, look at this. I was like, Matt, you look, you look a bit thirsty. Would you like some side wider? <laughs> you were like, Yes, I would, Adam. And I just proceeded to spit it into your mouth. Which, to be fair, it does sound pretty disgusting. But... I just gave it an extra considering... taste, quite frankly, you know. Uh... Well, well, considering some people at that festival probably sniffed ketamine off their mate's bum hole, like spitting some sign wider into someone's mouth doesn't seem so bad, really. Exactly. So, um... <laughs> so that was a beautiful thing. And then I think it was the same day, was it, when I think it was watch- we was watching like Avengers or something, and we wasn't... Um that bothered about watching the events unfold. Oh, yeah. So we decided to, to leave. I think we had some ice creams and then we just said, I oh, like, this is a bit crap. So let's go and um, get, what is it? Like pie, whinge. Minge. Uh, it was pie, whinge, beer and minge, something like that. And we just kept saying that over and over and over all the way back to our camp. Pie, and beer, we whinge and minge. We yes, need no cash and we, did, and we did get your whinge. We got, we got a pie. We got a beer. I don't think we got any minge afterwards. Of course we didn't. <laughs> No. You might have done that <laughs> night. I'm not too sure. I did not know. Oh, no. <laughs> was it the second? <laughs> that was the second time I come. So yeah, no, we're, uh, we're not that night. <laughs> uh, um, but that was, it, it was a very magical day. That was yeah. So we will have to uh, experience time wider again at some point. <laughs> hey, COVID's gone. We, when we got them uh, COVID jabs, first thing we're going to do is we're going to brew up some time wider. For all we know, that's how COVID started. So. <laughs> me spitting into your mouth. I reckon what happened was there was a like you know a Chinese person at download watched us do it, and then they well, yeah. they did it with like bat juice or something because they saw the Avenged Sevenfold with all the bats. They've taken, they've taken that back to Wuhan and like look at this really cool English custom I found, and then no, <laughs> but there you go, and that wonderful thing was born. So. <laughs> Tell us about. Um, Go on. What are you going to say? I was just saying during um, if we're if we're talking about festivals and that still, I'm surprised during your podcast with you and Callum, you didn't talk about um, it at Reading the old backwards spear. Oh my god! <laughs> How could you not talk about the backwards spear, Hasla? Tell us about the backwards spear. Wow. Well, the backwards spear. So that uh, so it was it was at Reading one year. I want to say Reading, 2013. When Eminem and that plane, I think it was that year. Huh? But me right. and Sam come, come to randomly uh, meet you in your camp with a whole bunch of other people. I'm not even sure exactly how it started. I think we were just talking about like, like, uh, like if you was a wrestler, what would your finisher be? <laughs> and like certain people were just saying, oh, whatever, like uh, a stunner or a uh, uh, slam or whatever. And I was like, backward spear. And everyone's like, what the fuck is a backward spear? <laughs> well, backward spear <laughs> is when you. Like run at someone, you know. Normally, for, normally for like a normal spear, you would just run at someone and like dive at them, and, and that would be a spear. Well, a backwards spear is you run at them backwards, and dive into them backwards. <laughs> like, well, 
this sounds amazing. We've got to try this. <laughs> so then I guess for the rest of the festival, all anyone was doing was backward spearing people. Who was the so, first victim of the backward spear? I don't know. It was, a, was it Sam or was it you? It was you, Matt. Sam backward speared me. <laughs> I just remember him like looking backwards the whole way going, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he just basically ran into me and yeah. I just went down. Well, yeah, it's, it's not really a move that should work at all. But then I think like Donnie and Sam had a had a wrestling match or something, and then like all they were doing was backwards sparing each other, which basically consists of running backwards as fast as you can into someone and just falling over. So yeah. <laughs> that was how the backwards spearing formed. And then like for yeah, for the rest of the time, all anyone was doing was just running into into people backwards and shouting out backwards spear. Oh man. Dolly Templey, what a nice, what a boy, miss that guy. Yes. I'm not sure where he is now, but I'm sure he's doing okay. Yeah. So, I remember from, from that same festival as well was um, Sam's crazy day he had. Um, when I think um, it might have even been the same day as the backward spear stuff. I think let, it was. Let's, let's just go like this is going to be a subtopic of Sam Hookins, ladies and gentlemen, where well, we're going to tell some um, of the greatest stories about. This absolute boy who's been brought joy into our life because he's just such a absolute lovely young man. I've got to be not. I'm, I'm, like my New Year's resolution is to be nice to Sam. So cause apparently I bullied him all last year. So far, I think you've been quite nice. Uh, I've been lovely to Sam this year, quite frankly. I even got an yeah. apology from the Sam man, the wrestler. You did. You did, man. You. You forked out money to get Sam Man to do a public apology to Samuel. So obviously, because I didn't uh, want to do it myself, because I think like I'm a bit, I'm a bigger man than apologising to well, someone now. These days. Exactly. So you just got Sandman to do it. Yeah. So, obviously, in true Haslam style. So, um, but no, there, there there are plenty and plenty of, of stories I can say about things that have happened while being with Sam. So, um, and one of them is yeah at at Reading. Um, yeah, it was the same year as the backward spear. I think it was. I don't know what it was. A day when I think uh, who was playing. Um, was it System day. of a Down? No. So this was the, the the day before the story. I was just, I was just going to tell. So so we saw System of a Down. Um, it was, I think it was, it was System of a Down then Green Day. I think playing that day, which we didn't give a, a shit about Green Day that much. We just wanted to see System of a Down and went into what happened to be one of the most violent mosh pits we'd ever been in, basically. <laughs> which is mad, considering it's Reading and it's what, System of a Down. Which I'm pretty sure I got one of my lips busted and Sam proceeded to get speared in the mosh pit and ended up getting his humongous bruise on his on, on his ribs, which actually turned out to be internal bleeding when he got it checked out <laughs> by a doctor. <laughs> he left the hospital because his bruise was like absolutely humongous. It was like the size of a, of a watermelon. We're like, Sam, you should probably get that checked out. I was like, nah, I'll be fine. <laughs> i wait till I go home. You know, um, just you for know, the record you... of the story, can we just say it was a backward spear that he, he took? Well, I mean, we could do, but um, I think this was before the backward spear was born, so... Uh... <laughs> it could have been for all we know. So. All I remember is that was falling over and going, Jesus, someone just speared me. You're like, you're like, yeah, I'm fine. So he clearly wasn't. Because he did, he's like the worst bruise on anyone I've ever seen. So I remember the next day when he lifted up his shirt and like literally it was there, like a good like a thirty centimetre ruler in height. Oh. Yeah, like that. It was humongous. Because I remember waking up the next day and just going, God, I really got hurt in that system wash, but I'm like, you're right. Like, no, look at this. I'm like, Jesus, am you okay? It's like, yeah, I'll be fine. So, 
Yeah, because then I think the Saturday was the day when we were doing the backward spear stuff, and then I think he ran randomly decided to take like two tabs of acid or, or something. It was either acid or gold those wine. I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll take it. And um, I mean, that was when Sam was going through the phase of when he, whenever he, he's get really fucked up, he would just throw his shoes away. Like, I don't know if, if he still does it or not, but it's, it's happened on quite a few occasions when he gets really messed up and he decides he just doesn't want to wear shoes. So, should I, should I call him up right now up. and ask him? <laughs> I mean, you could, if, he, if he would answer, you, you can call him if you want. Let's, so. let's try this out. We tried calling someone on the podcast once it failed. It's probably going to fail on this one as well. That was you trying to call Callum, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. All right, here we go. He may be with his new fiance, or he may just be in Twindon. Ah, Sam! We tried, Samuel, we tried. But but yeah, so he proceeded to take whatever he took, decided he didn't want his shoes and threw his shoes away, and then we went into the arena... And I'm not sure who he was watching first of all, but he, but we didn't really like them, so he decided to dance around an ice cream truck for about 45 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> which was fun. And then we decided to go watch Nine Inch Nails because we really, really, really wanted to watch them, but they were playing quite a boring set. So during their entire set, it was just me and him going from like person to person, and like showing these random people this giant bruise Sam had. It was like, "Hello, my name's Sam. My name's Adam. Look at this bruise." And people was like, "Jesus, you okay, man?" Like, "Yeah, we're fine." So then we just decided to sort of dance around in some weird trancey state, yeah. Um, and then I think it was Biffy Clyro on after that, and we were just sitting on the floor like, oh, God, we feel really bad. We should probably go, go to bed. <laughs> what was the other thing? Like, that boy is just absolutely mental when it comes to it. Like, um, I remember when like uh, we went and saw, uh, what's that band called? Crossfaith. Did we go see Crossfaith? What? Uh, was Crossfaith, there, uh, uh, oh, no, it wasn't because they were in the, in the tent, weren't they? Yeah. yeah so. And uh, like outside, Donnie and Sam, and like Donnie climbed up the tent on the on the pole, and you saw Sam the just there dancing, and then Donnie just slid <laughs> down the pole, and like his crotch just landed on Sam's face, and all you can see is Sam's stomach <laughs> <like, going, laughs> Donnie basically riding Sam's face in like to very angry, aggressive techno metal music. <laughs> what is going on? Techno metal <laughs> J-pop. J-pop <laughs> stuff. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it was a very good time, yeah. So... Oh, God. What other funny Sam stories you got that stick out? I mean, God, I mean, there, there, there is countless. <laughs> I've known the man for about 25 years, so yeah, it's... Um, God. A lot of them have probably been said before on other people's podcasts, but um, I know when um, the very first WrestleMania that we went to, so we went to WrestleMania 29, which was quite a while ago now, I guess. I think it was 2003. No, it's like longer than that. It's like eight years ago. Well, I think it was about 22, 23, yeah, for 29. Um, and that was in New York. And it was the first time we had gone to, well, first holiday sort of like majorly away just like you know um just us two as a couple you know um that we went to <laughs> so and one of the um we went to obviously you're in new york and you're young you want to go to go to hooters and so we decided to go to hooters obviously um that night <laughs> after a night of sightseeing we wanted to go have some wings have some beer and, and um go to hooters so we went to hooters and for some reason we didn't really eat a lot of food in there i think i had like one small thing of wings and that was it 
they had like a big promotional beer and they had like a big like like UFC promotion thing going on as well. But they had this like random UFC fighter there who I think ended up actually being quite a successful UFC guy, but we met him randomly, he had no idea who he was and got a photo or something and that was it. And then there's some of the like hooters like calendar girls there as well that were like going around table to table like just like promoting the sort of um like UFC type thing really. But um they ran they randomly got like chatting to us and like they ended up chatting to us for about an hour or so because you know what Sam's like, he would just end up chatting to them and like like, Oh my god, you're English, you come from England? Like, yeah, yeah, we're just we're just here doing whatever. And then the sort of rest of the night is mainly a blur because we're just drinking copious amounts of just yeah, you know, like the jugs of beer they do in Hooters basically. While proceeding to just eat nothing. Um and I I, I don't really remember like really how how we got home but from the way that sam tells it um so we proceeded to sort of leave photos get, get get some photos with some of these hooters candle girls i i stole a pack of hooters playing cards from from the gift shop for some reason <laughs> like there must have only been about five dollars but i decided i really wanted them so obviously just stole them <laughs> and then we proceeded to like call a cab um, I think obviously like Sam must have done it because I don't remember any of this whatsoever. <laughs> Sam called the cab on the way to walk into the cab because it was quite cold. I just fell over completely on my ass. I'm just laying on the floor completely out of it. And then Sam just standing there laughing at me. But then Sam proceeded to fall over as well, sm- like smack into the cab and then fall over <laughs> on the floor next to me. And then so we're just both on the floor just laughing. <laughs> my God, <laughs> how do we get home? <laughs> So then we somehow managed to like get into the cab and to like to wherever I think it was at the Sheraton Hotel or something. Proceeded to like take us there, but no. Before we went to the hotel, we wanted to go and get some food in McDonald's. So we said go to McDonald's. So we went to McDonald's, got some McDonald's, and then got back in, in into the same cab. And it was like go to our hotel, but our hotel was literally next door to the McDonald's. <laughs> so it was just going like, I'm not going to take you there. You could literally walk there in thirty seconds. Like, no, go to this hotel. We want to go to our hotel. So he must have just drove around the block for like ten minutes or something, round and round. And round I'm guessing, because <laughs> like these guys are clearly wasted. <laughs> but fuck it, I might as well get a good, get a good fare out of this, and then drop us off. And then by that point in the night, we had no actual money left for us. All I had was like a five pound note, like <laughs> five pounds. So I just gave it to him and said, "Yeah, mate, take this. It's worth like fifty dollars. It's great. Take it." <laughs> We just proceeded to just leave the cab from a very confused cab driver, go to our hotel room, and then apparently during the night, again, I don't remember any of this, but I had woken up from being passed out in bed, went to the bathroom and just vomited literally everywhere over the entire bathroom, like in the bath, in the bidet, in the sink, on the floor, everywhere. <laughs> Did that, didn't clean it, couldn't clean any of it up, went back to my bed and passed out. <laughs> And the only thing I remember, the first thing I remember is literally waking up to Sam, walking into the bathroom and going, oh my God. <laughs> so we had this vomit-covered entire bathroom saying, Adam, what the fuck have you done? Go in there and clean all this up, you dirty bastard. So I cleaned it up and then we, and then we had a wonderful day. So, um... Isn't there a story about him when you went to, um... <clears throat> I think it was New Orleans and you had to get a connecting flight. And he, re- he he was dying for a shit or something like that. Oh god, that's, that's hilarious. Well, yeah. So I think oh, what was so we went to New Orleans, but so like from from the UK, you can't fly direct to New Orleans. You have to um, get a connecting flight. I think we connected through JFK actually in New York. I think it was JFK. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, well, um, 
to, to be got off and, and you have to like basically like go through checkout completely for like your transfer and then like checking again. So we're like JFK, JFK, it takes hours and hours to go through checkout of JFK basically with, with their security system because they have like one guy on checkout for like 10,000 people or whatever. So the world was sort of waiting there in this queue. Like, as, as soon as we, as soon as we get into the queue, Sam goes, I really need a shit. Like I'm literally about to poo myself. As we just get into this into this queue, which 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 is about a two hour queue at least, basically, so so we're standing there all the way through throughout the entire time. Sam is going, I'm really the shit, really the shit. Like he's not keeping it quiet or anything either. So everyone around us knows Sam needs a poo at this point, basically. So, <laughs> so obviously we sort of get to the sort of front of it. So obviously we we let Sam go first because he's literally about to poo his pants. <laughs> And he he goes to like the the sort of security guy, and he obviously says something to him. Oh, like, what are you coming here for? Like, what's your purpose or whatever? And I mean, he says, I, I just I'm from the UK. I just really need a shit, mate. Can you let me through really quickly? <laughs> so he proceeds to let him through, and he then he just goes to the toilet for like twenty minutes. <laughs> he says, I've never felt more relieved in my entire life than after that poo. So. <laughs> Tell us about you, Schofield, and Sam. WrestleMania, when you discovered the Devil Woman. The Devil Woman. Well, <laughs> okay, well, all right. So we went to WrestleMania 30, which is in which is in New, in, uh, New Orleans, yeah. and there's enough stories in like New Orleans as well. But um, I think Sam said told uh, told you anyone about what is it when we was in Pat O'Brien's and we thought we had lost the money and all that one, didn't he? I think so. I think he said that one. Yeah, that was good. But anyway, yeah. Turns so like during WrestleMania, I think Schofield had it or something because I was too I was too completely gotcha. like gone to know what I had. So, um, but yeah, anyway, so at, at WrestleMania, um, there, obviously there, there's a thing called WrestleMania Access where you go and meet and greet all the wrestlers and get autographs and photos or whatever. And um, and like next to Access is the like Superstore as well. So. We decided we wanted to be the first people in the superstore, so we got up at like five in the morning, basically, when it, uh, to go stand outside the superstore and like queue there because it, it didn't even open until twelve anyway. So we were literally just sitting in this queue for six hours to go into this uh, superstore where they have all all the WrestleMania merch and all sorts of fancy stuff. So going on, and so like while we're sitting there, there's this um, there's this guy in a wheelchair that turns up basically. <laughs> so. And um, there's there's this woman with with him. We're still not sure if, if it's Kara, his his wife, his mum, or whatever. But um, that is like the the most entitled sort of asshole American people you can imagine. Because and I don't want to like insult disabled people or whatever. But like, he, fair enough, he was in a wheelchair. But but they literally just turned up in the wheelchair straight away, saw this giant queue, and were like, nope, we're gonna go straight to. to like to the front of the queue, demand we go in first and skip the entire queue. Considering there were other people in wheelchairs in the queue anyway, because it's just a queue to go into a shop. That's all it is, you know. So there's no reason you should go in first just because you're in a wheelchair or something. So, so then, yeah. So they're, they're making a, like a humongous fuss about it and all that. And uh, well, the reason we call her a sort of devil woman is because she's literally just screeching and shouting like an absolute devil and 
Jim looks like a devil. Is this like the like the atypical entitled American asshole person you expect? You know, at a wrestling place, trying to demand they get in somewhere before anyone else. So, luckily, I think they made him go to the back of the queue at least, and uh, and that was it. But um, but we've seen this person throughout every single access session we've gone to basically and they during access they do get to go to the front of the queue because there's normally a separate disabled queue which you know makes sense because when you're actually in access they you know it's it's better for if you're disabled to not sit in the queue for an hour to meet someone you know so it was fair enough but every time they went to meet someone they demanded to go to the very front of all the other disabled people as well and it's just like oh, horrible arsehole american people so literally everywhere you go they were there so I mean, I they've remember, had like front, um, you've had front row seats to all kinds of events as well. And it's like it's it's yeah. the devil woman, the devil person. Like you don't have to be like that, you know. You could just be a, a nice wrestling fan and not try and demand you 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 know to get in front of everything just because you've got a, a relative that's in a wheelchair or whatever. I think I think one of you actually saw him walk as well, and you were like, <laughs> well, he was like, I mean, like fair enough. He was obviously a bit wobbly or something, but he, he could still walk perfectly fine. So. Hmm. He's probably just, he, I'm pretty sure he was just a bit of a morbidly obese guy that wanted to just try to try and get in the front of queues for everything. So, with so, his mother slash lover or something, oh, God knows what. But, um, but there you were. So, every single access thing we went to, there they were. So, it was just like, it's that fucking person again. Uh, and you can't say anything, can you? Because they're in a wheelchair. So. But, uh, but there I, you go. So. I remember coming with you the year later. And WrestleMania 31, we got to the, uh, like like usual, we got to the access thing first. We were there in the queue at like 5am, 6am, whatever it oh, was. Yeah. And uh, we, we befriended the uh, the security guard at the, at the front. He was a really cool bloke and we were playing cards yeah, against yeah. humanity. He was just sitting there laughing and uh, like we, we got bored of it after a while. Once they got bored, you can't get bored of cards against humanity. We just got to the stalemate part. And yeah. um, the guys turned around, like, you know, Sam's talking, talking to the guy, the guy, hey, mate, by the way, there's a lady, red hair, like, kind of Afro-y, <laughs> right, comes with her husband or whatever it is, lover, in a wheelchair, she's going to demand to go to the front, yeah. you say no, all right? And then, yeah. turns out, she come, <laughs> like, yeah. she come, try to get into the yeah. front, and he was there like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> the it was like yes fuck you devil woman go to the back well too right like we had been there the six hours like you want to get there to the front get there six hours before so um. and then there was that that was that kid who like you know say kid he was he was probably our age and uh he turned up dressed as cm punk who like left like a year on the floor was like come on mate give it a rest <laughs> yeah i know see, see why because because our hotel was attached to the convention center, so I I'd found a way of, of like getting us into the convention center early, and basically, so we sat there by ourselves for like an hour, where like a lot of other people stood outside the convention center, or before they lot before they before they got let in. So like, so we were sitting there for about an hour, and then they suddenly let these other people in, and they were all shouting, going like, "Yeah, like we're number one, we're number one," thinking they're going to be first in the queue. And they literally walk up the stairs and see us sitting there, and then it's going, "Oh man," <laughs> it's like, "Yeah." George, fuck you, fuck you, CM Punk man. We got it first. <laughs> man, it's so funny, and uh, <laughs> but I just always remember like every access session, basically, you had to queue up like to get into access, and then like what? you have this like gap where basically they say go this way for like VIP tickets, go this way for like, normal tickets, but in the gap somehow the devil woman convinced them to let her in the gap <laughs> instead so she can get in first, and uh, she did it. Cool. 
Cyberpunk, doesn't it? Uh, well, yeah, because like, no one's going to say no to a disabled person, are they? So. Well, there's loads of disabled people there. That's the thing, like you know. But well, yeah, but like they're probably just nice people and don't mm. demand it in front of all the other, you know, people yeah. there. So. Who was the best person you met during Access Den, Haslam, do you think? Which one? <laughs> well, out of any, out of any access, access you've been to. I don't know why. I feel like one of my funniest interactions was uh, where we met Adam Rose. Was that Adam Rose and Callisto, was it, uh, together? Sincara. Or... Sincara, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when I was wearing a Rusev t-shirt, and he goes, Rusev? Why are you wearing that for? It's like, mate, he's the man. He was there like, I don't know about that. I do like your shorts, though, wearing them in today, aren't I? You know, the, uh, the pink, the pink, pink, pink florals. Of course you're wearing the pink ones. And, uh, went, yeah, I do like your shorts. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, I do. I remember you being extremely so- excited to meet Rusev, because I think he was the first person you met, wasn't he, more or less? Uh, apart from Wade uh, Barrett, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because um, Wade Barrett was in, was in the Superstore and the next person was um, well, Ruth, which he was very excited for. At the um, the airport, we had a clout. Well, we wrote a list of people we wanted to meet, and two of them were Rusev and Adam Rose. And I don't know why we put Adam Rose down. We we just had this fascination put, about him. Did we put Adam Rose in, in the cloud, which is like, where you, you have like eight, like, like eight. Tier, B tier, C tier, yeah. D tier, and that cloud was like S tier, like in the cloud, like, oh, if I can meet these people, I could die happy type thing. Which for some consisted reason, of like Adam the rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Adam Rose. And like Hornswoggle or something, yeah. Spike Dudley. <laughs> I, think we had like Tony, I think we had Tony Atlas in there as well, yeah. But, um, I guess for some reason Adam Rose was there, so. But and we... you met Rusev and Adam Rose that year, so. It was Dreams come true. I tapped you guys on the show. Adam Rose! Adam Rose! <laughs> yeah, he had a really short queue as well. So I was like, well, of course we're going to go see Adam Rose and see Cara. <laughs> why, why wouldn't you go meet these two legendary individuals? It's what Adam Rose said to you as well, which made it even more funnier. He turned around, is that your mate? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Tell him to get some better choice than wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do, Adam. We'll do. What's <laughs> <laughs> um, I always remember John Cena being a really stand-up bloke, even though he didn't really say a lot. But the fact he just signed two things and like you know gave it to us, and we're like, yeah, all right. It was just he was playing, wasn't it? Well, like, plus your photo is like the best photo you've, you've ever gotten with a wrestler, basically. Yeah. He's holding the title, and then you and Sam are fighting over the money, the money in the bank thing, aren't you? Yeah. So, <laughs> it's a glorious photo. We're like John Cena looks like some sort of like wax model or something as well. So. I really wanted to do it shirtless. Um, I wasn't in, I wasn't in good shape whatsoever that time. But you know, I thought it'd be funny if I went shirtless. Just like, ah. well, we've had a, a few shirtless photos over the years. Like shirtless, shirtless photos are normally saved for very special like, individuals, aren't they? So, mm. like we had our, our shirtless photo with uh, the blue meanie at that random show in Colchester or something, was it, or wherever that was? So. Hello. Harlow was that one. Mm-hmm. That was a good show. Um, and then you had your shirtless one with uh, Buff Bagwell, wasn't it? Buff Bagwell, Robbie, and Blue Me. Yeah, it's the only three so far. Yeah. <laughs> if only you, 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 you had got that one with John Cena. But, um, I suppose there was another time at, at WrestleMania 40 we go to or whatever. So <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Me, John Cena, shirtless. Like, ah. <laughs> 
and shirtless. I don't care how much we have to pay, man. We're getting you a shirtless photo of John Cena. So. <laughs> it's like Sam's uh, expedition with Sonny. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen at some point. So. <laughs> He's allowed to shag Sonny. I'm allowed to have my shirtless picture with John Cena. <laughs> Each year it passes, Sony gets cheaper and cheaper. So. It's not so bad. <laughs> oh, but, uh, no. Well, we'll definitely have to go back to a major wrestling thing. Obviously, for, like Sam's planning one for his stag do, isn't he? That's a nice idea. I'm sure we'll be doing that. So, or either that or, or we'll go to like Liverpool again or something. So, um, one of our, our lovely trips to the, to, um, the old uh, the La Flava wrestling convention. It was a very good event, wasn't it? Yeah. So, oh man! I tell you what, though, access. Two of my favourite pictures ever is uh me, you, and Callum and Breezango. We were just po- posing like a boy band. I remember that picture? What is it? A film boy band picture? Is it that one? Yeah, so basically <laughs> we're all just posing like we're like going, <laughs> like you know, oh like you know, hand on the chin, uh, kind of thing. Um, and then there's me, you, Callum, and Bo that- Dallas. That's a great one, the Bo Dallas one. I was doing all, all the Bo Leaf things. Yeah. So, so I think Sam was like, if you meet anyone there, go meet Bo Dallas. So we was like, well, we've got to go meet Bo Dallas. So, which we did. And he was a lovely man. So. <laughs> I remember just randomly being shameless by myself. I was just there like one day. Like, I was thinking, I really want to meet Carmella and James Ellsworth. But I don't even know where they are. I just saw Seamus thinking, you know what, fellow ginger, I've got this. <laughs> right, mate. Was he not a like, Seamus or he was just there, was he, by himself? He was just so. there by himself. He was, he was meant to be like obviously him and Cesaro or whatever, but it was just him. Yeah. And this, uh, it was one of the most awkward things ever because this girl in front of me started crying because she obviously loved Seamus and he was meant to be going to meet yeah. like the, uh, what's it called, the special needed crew, uh, Q. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> special <laughs> But she, she started crying and Seamus felt really bad because obviously she, she like, you know, loved. She was going to meet in the queue. Like, do you reckon we're going to meet yeah. him? It's like, yeah, I think we've got plenty of time. Yeah. And I think she yeah. thought he was going off. So like, she started crying. Yeah. And Seamus was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, you know, you know, he just has that face up. And, like, Do I the disabled people or the one that's crying woman? She, she, she goes up. Give, like, he gets a massive hug off her. Like, no, he gives her a massive hug. Going, oh, it's all right, darling. It's all right. It's all right. You know, told, told him Seamus, you know. Um, <laughs> and then, like... Yeah. So, she... Like she gets the VIP treatment with Seamus, and I wanted my pictures to be me him behind him going fella, but he just looked a bit yeah. miserable because he was there like a bit overwhelmed about like you know this <laughs> girl crying or whatever. <laughs> He's probably thinking no girl's gonna cry old... for me. <laughs> what about when you met old Heath Slater? Oh, must have been a magical time, man. Hey, what an absolute dude! And I was like, ladies and gentlemen, this is my dad. <laughs> <laughs> this is my dad, Eve Slater. He's got kids, and I'm one of them. <laughs> Mum in England says hi. Tell her I said hi too. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you talk about the, the the Marine film he was in, and he hadn't even seen it yet? That was Callum. Well, that was Callum. Awesome about that. Yeah. <laughs> so. He went like, so Heath, this Marine film, is it worth getting? An- I have no idea. I've not even seen it myself. <laughs> I've not even seen it. He's pretty in here for like two minutes, and that's it. Um, but that was the joy of it. it was him, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas, and wasn't it like um, Naomi? Something like that. Yeah. Was it when he was in the um, Social Outcast? Was it? Or uh, no, this is the uh, like um, him and Rhino. That one. I know. Yeah, it was when him and Rhino were a tag team here, and he was just randomly in the 
Marine Four, wasn't it, or something? But <laughs> uh, when we met him, it was Rhino. But at the time, it would have been Social Outcasts. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, oh yes, what a team they were. We were a wonderful team they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, that was WrestleMania thirty. Well, very very those, wasn't it? So, I wish you were chatting to Doug about it quite a lot, wouldn't you, on on, on the last podcast? Yeah. Lots of lovely stories from there, yeah. So, it will be nice oh. to do it all over again, but you know, like like uh, money, it's a lot of money, <laughs> it does cost a lot. That's the only thing, or it always ends up costing you more than you think it does. So, yeah. like when we went at, um, for, for 31, obviously, we, we did WrestleMania 31 and we did San Fran, and then you you planned like the greatest holiday ever like you got everything in advance so all we had to do was just bring money with us and it was great well basically well necessarily that's the good thing about doing it that way then literally everything's paid for before you all your events are paid for basically before before you go like we even paid for like alcatraz and all that sort of shit didn't we so you just turn up spending money and that's it so and then um we ended up yeah having a great time obviously doing san fran san jose and then we went to um to like LA afterwards, so still, which is very good. Although we was, uh, I remember being very tired in LA. So, but Disney was very uh, Disney in like Universal was very fun. Even though we uh, the the day after we went to Universal, there was like a a, a shooting or something, wasn't there? In like Minion Land or something. So <laughs> like, we were literally there like yesterday. So <laughs> Jesus. So someone shot themselves in the smoking area. Is that what it was? Was it? Oh God! Mm-hmm. Like we were just there the other day. So yeah. We was having a tramtastic time there yesterday. The tramtastic day. Tramtastic day. <laughs> Don't forget to take your stuff. Tram, 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 something. It was a tramtastic day though. That's what I remember. <laughs> well, just remember, like everywhere we went. Uh, are you guys going to Las Vegas and Sam having to tell the same story every time? I'm like, nah, no, nah, I've got to sell the house first, and once I've done that, I've got to, you know, uh, I've got to marry the missus, and once I've done that, then it's probably going to be Vegas. But apart from that, no, we're not going Vegas. <laughs> Why was everyone always asking asking him about Vegas? I think it's because it was just free lads, and we like, looked like we 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 like to party. We should, we should probably go to Vegas when we were just sort of sightseeing and then watching wrestling, basically. Mm. <laughs> But we still partied though as well. We had we had some very uh, heavy nights there still. We I think mean, you, you you were chatting to someone about the old cocktail night in San Fran, weren't you? With that the rum bar, the old rum bar. That's a great rum bar that was. So yeah, yeah, I was the only person drinking fucking rum. <laughs> well, yeah, so, we had some lovely pints there. We did me and Sam. So and you, <laughs> what was the whole point? We went there to drink <laughs> rum, and you you just like you had like one sip of rum, like. Yeah, no, I'm not yeah. going to do this. Just going to get on the beers, and I'm sitting there just myself, going like, "Yeah, I'll just have all the rum." That's the thing, though. Like now, like like these days, I like really love rum. So I wish I, I wish I could go back and actually have some proper rum rum cocktails there. It was, I'd even then even have that weird egg one. So but, um... that was the funniest thing about it because as soon as I saw that one, like, look at this one—they put a whole egg still in its shell <laughs> in the bottom like, of your beer they, of your rum. They can't be doing that. They can't be putting a whole egg in this in this drink. Like, nope. <laughs> so, so we bought it for him. It was like, oh yeah, it's got a full egg in it. Well, you better eat this egg now, Haslam. If you don't, <laughs> we're going to be very disappointed in you. I remember going. Oh, uh, so you went, oh, what, what do you want, Haslam? I'll just surprise me. And I was thinking, I'm going to get the egg one. <laughs> <laughs> get the egg one. We pointed out earlier on, you're getting the egg one. So. 
To be fair with you, I did power through a lot of that rum. You did. You had a lot of rums that day. As I said, I like very. I've very rarely seen you drunk as them, and that was one of the uh, evenings where you were. Even though I was so drunk, I basically just passed out. So, um, I'm trying to think of some of the times when I've actually seen you properly drunk. Because I think I've just just been mainly at downloads or um, downloads 2016. The day I got there, I was straight on the beer, and this was like six yeah, o'clock in the morning, was. and I passed out about four o'clock in the evening. Well, yeah, and you then you were sort of gone the rest of that, that whole day, weren't you? So, yeah. and you sort of woke up and you were like sleeping in your chair the next day and all sorts. So it was. Um, there was a day when yeah, when you turned up, obviously, with Stu and Fran, but that was like halfway halfway during the night, wasn't it? So, yeah. We'd obviously had like no sleep basically, apart from a few few hours keeping the car probably, and then yeah, got yeah, there. Yeah. It was weird because like we 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 got there and I had like a couple of hours sleep and. Uh, Everybody watched the uh, the bin. No, not the bin. The um, the bed. Watch the bin. They watched the bed that I was sleeping on, going from like <laughs> way down. <laughs> I woke up thinking, "That's my bed." And we were, yeah, we were watching you. You were watching me. Why didn't you wake me up and tell me? Well, we didn't want to wake you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, trying to think what else. Like, <laughs> um. 33, there was that night, WrestleMania 33, when we went to NXT, and I was on another level that night, but you and Callum went to that well, game bar. Well, 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 yeah, like, we were in Renby Left, it was literally on that same no, that same night that you got apparently so pissed, you you know, you were falling over and being sick and stuff. I think after we had that pickle shot thing, me and Callum went off because we were chatting to some people, and then we like, lost you, Doug, and, and Wilkie, and then just went off on our own. And we we went to that game bar and then eventually came back and you were just I think you were I think that obviously Doug and Wilkie put you in your bed and you were just I think you were falling asleep on my bed and was like Matt you can't sleep on my bed <laughs> so I tried to move you and you were being really no, stubborn I think, I think and we you were already back and then basically Doug and Wilkie had to like you know we all walked up I together you up. and they, they just basically made sure I like, you know you got me in alright and I just went to bed on the couch yeah. <laughs> I think that was it and then I think we like were, were but we stood outside on that outdoor corridor balcony bit, drinking a bit more. Was it the same night that we got McDonald's and Callum lost his wallet? It might nah. have been. <laughs> a different night. But anyway, on that night where we, we got McDonald's, and I think you and Callum were in bed anyway, and it was me, Doug, and Wilkie just chatting outside eating McDonald's. There was a random guy that came along, on, along the outside, chatting to us. And I was like, oh, mate, like, do you want a bit of McDonald's or something? Because I, I got like 40 nuggets or something for some reason, because I was drunk and wanted nuggets. So, And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, it's cool, it's fine. And then like, he wandered off. But then like five minutes later, he came back and said, actually, can I get one of your nuggets? And I'm like, what? <laughs> fine, have one if you want. <laughs> He'd obviously really regretted not not taking that free nugget some random drunk English guy offered him so he decided to come all the way back and get one I was like okay so. there's a video somewhere I've got like it's uh, us dressed as the job squad on that coach and I'm sitting by myself you and Callum are sitting together and Doug and Wilkie are sitting together <laughs> but oh, why did we leave you man I'm so sorry we look cool we did look cool as as used for as a job squad and me as known weird pervert James Ellsworth <laughs> to, uh, being dressed up. Did you tell us you about... Is that what you going to say? I was just saying, you remember that when we went, when we went to, um, to see, I think it was WrestleMania 32 in London, when you and Callum dressed up as uh, the Lucha Brothers. Oh, yeah. 
And uh, me and Sky Football was Adrian Christian and Sam and Liam was the Dudleys when Sam went in blackface. <laughs> I was also surprised he did go in blackface. He didn't get, like, murdered or something. But, uh... Uh, that remember... was a wonderful... <laughs> him, him on that stage. Because like, we didn't know what the you know you could really do. And, like, uh, someone started cutting a promo... <laughs> And then, like, it went on from there. People started cutting promos. And Sam Sam decided to come back on stage as Devon. And he grabbed the microphone. And they're like, well, oh, as you can see, I look, like, I look like I've had a fucking long time in a fucking sunburn. there, don't I? <laughs> and, like, Liam was standing there just going like this. Oh. <laughs> I'm just the big guy that does the symbol and that's it. <laughs> but then it was, like, because of Callum, because, like, Kip, was it, like, me and Scope always dressed as, um... Actually, uh, like Agent Christian, Canham said, "Oh yeah, like come through the crowd, like they used to do, you know." Jimmy actually did. I was like, "Oh, okay, we'll do that then." So, which everyone loved, and then we 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 won the awards. But then, when they called us and said we we had won, we we went up to the stage, and I was happy to just uh, accept the award and wander off. But like Scofield took it and then started to do like a promo or something, or like start speaking a lot, and then everyone just booed him like, "Boo, get off." <laughs> You've talked too much. Go move along. I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> when you when you got up there originally, and then like did the uh, you, know, you went through the crowd or whatever. He he originally got the microphone, and he went for the benefits of those with flash photography. Is your five second pose, and you yeah. and him did it perfectly at the same time, <laughs> like the whole. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> That's probably why we won because we had practiced that. Damn it. So. <laughs> That bit was great. It was the bit where we accepted the with the award where the crowd had turned on us by then. So, but we still won, and I think we I think we got like a free table for the next pay per view or something, and that, and that was it. But, um, that was a good night, and I remember on, on that night um, because Skyford is normally like quite a lightweight in terms of his drink. So, like, obviously, but like we've been drinking since about nine, like, probably about eight or nine that evening, probably earlier, basically. And we had our own table, but I think by about one or two, Scofield had basically just fallen asleep at the table. Mm-hmm. I think it was like half an hour before the end of the event, he suddenly randomly woke up and was like, I've got to go home, I've got to go home. But we're like, no, Scofield, just sit here half an hour more when our like minibus is going to come and it'll take us all home. And he's like, no, I'm gone, I'm going, I'm off. <laughs> and he just randomly called like a cab for himself to go home. That must have cost him God knows how much when... If he had literally waited like half an hour more, he could have come with us. But it was just there, like you know, that time where like it, it was just there, like, oh, Schofield, you can't be missing out on Roman Reigns versus Triple H. That's going to be <laughs> the show scene of that one. You can't miss this classic. So I'll be I honest, I don't remember Reigns. anything from that match. <laughs> I vaguely remember like the women, like the women's match at WrestleMania. And apart from that, that's about it. Because, yeah, we got there quite early and drank a lot. And then the main thing I remember is the costume contest, and that's it. And and they had the quiz where you got everything right, obviously, because you're a fountain of obscure wrestling knowledge. (laughs) Man. I'm not sure if he won. The tag team titles was like Drew McIntyre. Put that down. (laughs) Obviously, bang, put it down. Yes. Thank God we got Haslam here. He'll know every obscure answer. Everybody remembers the dashing ones. It's the same as our, as our uh, random Zoom, what, during our first lockdown Zoom wrestling quizzes we've done, and you, you obviously always win, and you become the, the one man to topple during it because you're a fountain of, of obscure wrestling knowledge. <laughs> yeah, so. that, that was the problem, though, because I was so good the first time. Obviously, when it comes to round two, Dave Farron and his brother just absolutely were smashing it. They obviously rigged the quiz 
so that you know they could beat me. Well, they, I think they had like obviously because each person like took a turn in making their own quiz. They might have like, curated their questions to try and throw you off, maybe I reckon in some way. So I reckon you're right. That's it. It was fixed, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I should have won if anything. So. And tell us about loose trunks. <laughs> Loose trunks and loose trunks, you say, Asla. <laughs> well, <laughs> what are your favourite memories from that goddamn time. show? Well, do, I mean, like, have you even talked about the origins of loose trunks? Or no, not really. Yeah, I think I think Liam or Dave touched on it where they said like one day they were just sitting there and Sam called them and said like, "Get a suit, come down to the White Room Studios and rain them now." <laughs> I mean, it was it was just basically just from the, from our WhatsApp group. Basically, we mm. we started throwing about the idea of doing a podcast, but it was like, nah, let's go one step beyond a podcast. Let's do like a full on TV show or whatever. And we were like, yeah, all right. So, so I think I think, it, I think the first episode is me, Sam, Schofield, and Dave. I yeah. think is it? I, mean, I, was, a great, a, I, I was meant to be there because it was the original plan. But I said, look, I'm at a concert that day. Can you not reschedule? Like, pretty last minute. Yeah. So. Hmm. That was the very first one. We've obviously a bear down set. It was just us on, a, us on some chairs in the white room, just talking about wrestling, and that was it. And then it grew from there a little bit. But, um, oh, but yeah, but like a, I would love for us to uh, start it up again once the old lockdown's over or doing something like that again. But, um, it was mainly all the sort of dressing up, really, which was the sort of best part and little skits that we basically just did. So, yeah. Most of the time. And me, me and Sam's constant rivalry between him loving Batista and me loving Daniel Bryan. So. There, was a, there was a one part when you say about that that really, you know, annoyed me. He was meant to admit that Daniel Bryan won at WrestleMania and Batista wasn't robbed. But yeah, so he well, starts yeah. off with it being sad. That was the like, bet, wasn't it? And then, yeah. yeah. And then he just changes it halfway through and this man should have won. It's like, no, you meant to literally stick to your bet. It's like me just literally getting the word st- stay tattooed on my ass and not stay oh, high. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, stick to the actual bet and that's it. Say the statement and then move on. But then he went into like some Trump esque rant afterwards about Batista and then that was it. So, <laughs> like, no, this is not right. He would continuously screw me over he wrote that man Samuel so it, it wasn't right at all but it, it was still a magical show so but even if we have to just do a podcast or something I reckon Loose Trunks could still work today it could still survive as, as a podcast but I think what made it good yeah was the whole sort of live show format thing it's just a lot that goes into it that's all isn't it with all mm. the setting up it's it's a whole evening's worth of stuff and then the words Schofield's gonna edit it. It takes Schofield a whole weekend to edit it normally normally if he does it. Um it's worth it because I wanna go back and like watch a lot of the old episodes because there must be like there's gotta be some real gems in there of stuff that's happened. So the stuff like when Dave dressed up as old Jinder Mahal and that sort of thing. And Dave dressed up as Sable and yeah. Dave was definitely the the uh, dark horse of that program. So. Uh, <laughs> the like, he's the one person we didn't really know going in, but in the end, he was like our MVP. <laughs> like him and you, were like, <laughs> he, like him and Callum were like literally the MVPs. But the anti rant, literally to this day, I still watch them and just laugh my head off. Well, the anti rant's amazing. Yeah, mm. with my with my bestie Wilkie. So um, obviously, his content, some of the best content. Because he's the best, he is the best team. So, 
No, so I know was it when we um during the, the later period when we were doing like the was it the like, A to Z of uh, wrestling stuff when we got to see I I I started to go up and do my do my um my bit about Connor the Crusher and Sam stopped me halfway through and like wouldn't let me do it so um, I felt robbed I did you, you say it, you say halfway through it's as soon as you mention the name Connor the Crusher and then you started <laughs> going to the speech and like it was a well prepared speech that yeah. was. <laughs> I feel like, like Sam no, really no, had no. it in for me and that and that thing. That's that that show. It never aired what, whatsoever. What? But the fact of the matter is, the A to Z stuff. Basically, yeah. My speeches, right? I'm not gonna lie. You know, I I wrote all this stuff down. I didn't have to go through like you know by just thinking at the top of my head. I had these yeah. great speeches written out, <laughs> and even you were going like, "Well, Haslam should have won that." But Sam, for some <laughs> reason, had it against me, right? There's a reason why I probably bullied him last year. It's because basically he bullied me on that show, right? There's a reason why I never saw the, the, the light of day. It's because I become a sore loser. From, from that, see, I reckon Sam was so ashamed by his behaviour on those shows, he refused them to go public. Those ones, so he knew that you should have won that, and then and, and that was it. I'll tell you what the worst thing about her is. Remember when we did B, right? And everyone had their thing for B, and I said Barry Horowitz. And he said, like, yeah. nah, nah, that, that's awful. You're, you've lost the oh, show, right? Well. Next thing you know, whoever it is, www.dvd.co.uk or whatever it is on their Facebook page, have put up a thing yeah. saying, like, oh, yeah, uh, you can win this DVD. Just tell us what your best SummerSlam memory is. And he went, Barry Horowitz winning in 95. He is Mr. SummerSlam. Go on, Barry. It's like, motherfucker. And he won that DVD. Little shit. Right? So when he goes around saying, like, Barry Horowitz, what the fuck? No, there's no way you're winning with Barry Horowitz. He fucking won a DVD. Fuck you, Sam. Sorry, Sam. I meant to be nice to you this year. He stole that from you. He should, like, retroactively give you that. That, that point for the B episode of Loose Trunks for a Barry Horror. Oh, so. Still heartbroken. I really am. Yeah. It was. You were robbed, man. So, well, you, you've slowly got your revenge over this year. So. It, it was the fact that basically you, you went like after every episode. Well, I'm not going to lie. Haslam had the best speech. <laughs> I didn't prepare whatsoever. I basically made it up on the spot about five minutes before when Matt's been researching this probably for the last week. So. I had A to like E done. E was Eugene, I know that. <laughs> I'm sure my E was. I had to think of a uh, another C up on the spot. That's why I, cho- I chose the classic chair. So, which was a very good impromptu speech, <laughs> yeah. I think. So, I, think I'd have said the word classic, I think I'd have said the word classic chair a bit too often. But uh, but other than that, I think I should have at least come second to that one. So, If we ever went viral, it would have been thanks to like a t-shirt saying hashtag classic chair. Oh, it should have been so it's a classic chair. So, <laughs> People don't know anything about the show because they've never seen it because it never made a cut. Well, did we not issue like, one episode or maybe yeah. we didn't? And yeah, I'm sure Scoville has the footage somewhere sitting away. So maybe at some point bring it back. I'm pretty sure we, I think we did A to E, didn't we, or A to D? A to C. Then... We got because oh, I remember he went like. Who's your? Who do you reckon my favourite C is? And then me being me at the time was there like, well, no, and you, Sam, you fucking love her wonky boobs. You probably love Charlotte. <laughs> and he probably would have chosen that. He, I don't think he was. I think he actually picked China over Charlotte. Did he? But probably. Yeah, Sorry, Sam. That'll be a first, yeah. But yeah, so 
But, you know, it was it was a very good show. I got, there, was, there was a lot of stuff that happened. Uh, and same again, I can't remember now. The whole Sandwich stuff was obviously amazing with Doug and Wilkie and the whole uh, Callum storyline going on. So eventually Callum getting on the couch, which I was very angry about, but, um, considering I don't really like the guy at all. But um, apart from that, then... Can you tell us yeah, about so. yours and Callum's relationship? It's it's it, it's a relationship that has has its ups and downs, my friend. That's all I'll say. So, I think I've known Callum a long, long time, so, like from primary school, basically. But um, so we sort of knew him in primary school. Then we didn't really. We went to different secondary schools. So we didn't know each other, and then we sort of casually met up, I guess, after secondary school. And then, but there was always that tension there, you know, for some reason. Um, and then for some reason we, we just hate each other on some level but we sort of tolerate each other for you really man so um, <laughs> I but, feel like uh, you know, yeah, on, so. I feel like if we're the I Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I'm Donatello then you know just keeping the glue together well I suppose and then then he's I know that rat guy and I'm Shredder but, um, <laughs> <laughs> that rat guy <laughs> Yeah. Whilst the spinner. Who's that come, that rat guy? Yeah, that, that, that one. So, and I'm the cool shredder guy in the, in the samurai armor. So, <laughs> he, he, he's that weird rat dude that's just trying to be as cool as me. But, um, but we we both secretly like that turtle guy that's you. So, uh, we try and just keep it friendly for that. So. Well, you know. <laughs> but he's okay, I suppose. He just doesn't um, think I'm the greatest architect in, in Brentwood. So, uh, oh, that's why. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, even though I'm not actually a British architect. So. Was it? Is it something to do with like you know? Because you love Daniel Bryan, he loves the Miz. Is, is that where it all stemmed from? I mean, I'm not sure why he likes the Miz at all, but um, that, that may be part of it. I suppose it's one of the one of the um, the issues that stems throughout our destructive relationship. Um, for some reason, he likes a very subpar wrestler called The Miz who creates B movies, and I like the greatest wrestler of the 21st century. But, but there you go. So, uh, <laughs> but even even throughout that, we, we we still seem to get on every now and then. So it it, it, it works out okay. So. Can you tell us about you, Doug, and Wilkie's love for the Big Show? The Big Show. <laughs> the Big Show is the greatest wrestler. <laughs> Of the attitude era, I think. <laughs> I'm not even sure how, how that came about. I think it's because well, from our random nights when we just met up and watched obscure wrestling, for some reason, it, like could we sort of take it in turns to like choose a a random wrestling match? And every single time, I would just pick I, I would pick a Big Show classic because he's got so many classic matches. Obviously, so. didn't we once go to Wilkie's <laughs> and watch like the the all the heel and face turns of the Big Show? <laughs> and we had to drink like every time it changed yeah. and like, it was a video like, which lasted like half an hour and we were pissed it's, it's, it's at least like half an hour long where he like he, yeah because Big Show's known for turning face and hill back and forth many many times throughout his career he does it like 20 times or something throughout his entire career so we thought I think fuck it we'll just drink probably isn't his face yeah he's, he's done it like five times in one year before so we we just decided to um, do the drinking game. We drink every time he he, he turns and proceeds to be twatted within half an hour. So. But then for some reason, like every time I used to go around Wilkie's, it was like, yes, we've got to watch um, John Laurinaitis versus uh, John Cena. <laughs> but when the Big Show comes in and punches John Cena, John Laurinaitis wins. <laughs> it's the ultimate match. It's got everything you want, <laughs> and we put it on every time. Do you remember? We, when it was like, I think it was like Crown Jewel, where it is Saudi Mania, 
and it was a uh, <laughs> Brothers of Destruction versus uh, the D- versus DX, and it's the match where Kane's mask what? fell off. And like oh, literally, it was so. like the biggest botch fest of all time. Like literally, yeah. and there, there was that meme saying it's <laughs> old man Jacob. <laughs> it was old man Jacobs all along. <laughs> God damn, it was goddamn old man. Well, yeah, because Kane's mark falls off. Like I think like Triple H like dislocates his elbow or something, doesn't he? Yeah, so he basically was. like he like casually like passes the Undertaker into like the barricade or something, and it's it's just horrendous that one. Um, doesn't feature the big show though, Matt, unfortunately. If only Big Show was in there, Matt. Alright then, okay. Would, We're talking about the time where you put on the Big Show and the McMahons versus DX in a hell in a cell. And Doug, I've never seen that boy cry before, but he cried when the Big Show's <laughs> ass was shown on TV. <laughs> it's a beautiful moment. Even <laughs> I forgot that happened during it. <laughs> I think he gets like stuck in the ropes or something, is it? And then he, yeah. like, you just see Big Show's bare ass <laughs> like, during it. <laughs> It's a truly magical moment. Another Big Show classic. How? Name me one wrestler that has put more smiles on people's faces than Big Show. I think it'll be hard to find. So. I don't know. I remember going to SmackDown at the O2 Arena when I was young. It was, it was like the rivalry when the Big Show had one with uh, the Great Carly. And people chanting the Great Carly was like, oh, fuck you. The what? Big Show, man. Big show, yeah, it's a fucking Big Show. I've met him as well. The Big Show. He's got absolutely humongous hands. Like as you well, I mean, he is literally a giant. So God knows how he gets knocked out of the Royal Rumble every single year, but he does. <laughs> he is literally, yeah, like hands the size of plates. And so, um, like he's one of the one people that Sam's not met yet that he re- he really wants to meet. So um, hopefully, one day that happens. He was a lovely man. He was, yeah. He was just he's he's a very big, friendly dude. So. <laughs> Did you explain to him? Like, did, did, did you ask? Did you ask him? Excuse me, sir. Why have you turned heel so many times? <laughs> I was tempted, but I was more in awe of his massive hands. So. <laughs> speaking of speaking of hands, when I met Ric Flair, he had them. He had the, the world's softest hands out of anyone I've ever met. I guess that, guess that because he's like eighty years old, isn't he? So he's like very soft, old person hands. I just remember shaking his hand and being very like cold, wet, and soft. I was like, "Hello, <laughs> <laughs> hello, very old man." <laughs> I kind of like. <laughs> and then we got our group photo with him, and then just left. But yeah, <laughs> for some reason that memory always stayed with me. So Sam asked the picture me, he's like, Rick, can you do us a favour? Can you just hold that magazine up and pretend to woo and we're going to woo with you? So all of us just like doing like the little blowjob we, mouth. Like, woo! <laughs> it's a lovely photo. It's a, it's a lovely family photo. Nice and rich. Nice and old man flair. So. It's a glorious photo. What was our yeah, family photo we had in, in the hotel room in, in uh, LA? Wasn't it? Wasn't it Alcatraz? Well, we had one at Alcatraz, yeah, obviously, which was a magical times. Did you did you enjoy Alcatraz? It, it was good, oh. yeah. I, I remember that, you know, uh, that, we just did the uh, nighttime one, didn't we? So, mm. but, uh, yeah, we stayed till the end because Sam just basically had this obsession with uh, with American prisoners, if I can remember. But I bought them beautiful sunglasses, the yeah. Albans. <laughs> you did buy the sunglasses, yeah. Yep. It was a very lovely day it was, but yeah, like Sam like insisted on staying there to like the the exact last boat left, so we sort of wandered around the hallways when it was dark on our own, which was very cool still. But, um, but yeah, very very long day. 
But very good Alcatraz. I would definitely recommend doing the uh, nighttime crew, the uh, nighttime tour more than the daytime one. It gives you more atmosphere and stuff, doesn't it? It was okay, good. Yeah. So, yeah. Not quite sure how we very so quickly move from Big Show to Alcatraz there. <laughs> Big Show's a convict. Yeah. He keeps punching people. <laughs> no, he's a national hero, damn it. Yeah. Um... Oh, yes. <laughs> So I've got a question for you, Matthew. Mm-hmm. I'll be recording still. Yeah. We are wonderful. Why do you hate London so much? <laughs> Why do I hate London? Okay, it's it's always busy. It's full of people, which is busy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people always right. walk into me. I always have to be the one to apologise. It's fucking annoying. Why do they walk into you? Just like walk around them or or something? That's the thing. I try to, but basically they end up walking into me somehow. Um, I think, uh, in all fairness, I think it um, it's more of a psychological thing. I say psychological. It's not psychological. Was the words I'm looking for? Uh, when me and my brother yeah, were kids, um, obviously you know my mum has passed away. Let's move on to the other yeah. side. Um, obviously she was diabetic and she was all of her life. And uh, the amount of times like me and my brother would have to go up after school, you know, like you hear about, you know. Um, <laughs> All the kids who, like, you know, just went home and watched cartoons and things like that, you know. Um, and this yeah. is, like, junior or primary school. Me and my brother had to go up every day for, like, months on end just to go see my mum occasionally. And that was in London, was it, I suppose? Yeah, it was at Royal London Hospital because Queen's wasn't existed by then. Um, oh, yeah. So, uh, this, this happened, like, you know, a few months in a, you know, in a, in a, in a row, like... So I remember what happened for like one month and then like um, a few months later she was back in, had to do the same thing. Uh, the, the, the highlight out of it is because my dad just didn't cook uh, <laughs> at the time. <laughs> Bob ain't cooking. Yeah. He ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> uh, there's a reason I brain my fatness on it. Uh, <laughs> we got treated to like a McDonald's every night. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Good old Bob. He's like, I ain't going to have cooking fuck now to buy McDonald's. So. <laughs> yeah. And like, what a hero, so I think it might be a little bit down to that because you know, obviously, you know, it just reminds you of sadder times. Oh yeah, like you know, if it, if that was something you had to keep going through, yeah, it's not nice as I suppose. Hmm. I don't mind London, but yeah, it's just um, well, I've just been used to working working there for the last ten years. So. I've got another question. That has been established in London is oh great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's obviously, like, not the best place. It's obviously, it has some nice bars, and you go there for gigs and stuff, but otherwise it's not um, ideal. But we've been to, to, to some good, uh, like, gigs there, so don't we, there, Matt? Like, we've been to Wembley a lot of times. Like, mm-hmm. we saw, what was it, like, Still Pamper there, didn't we? Wembley, that was good. Mm-hmm. We went to that. What's that What's that pub restaurant place where they had their eating challenge? It was, like, the humongous burger thing. Wasn't that, before, have, that was before Still Pamper. That was at Wembley. That was uh, the torch. Yeah. So I don't know why we decided doing eating like a ten stack burger was a great idea. Well, you tried it. The who finished it for you, and he finished his meal as well. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, half of mine, I was like, this is too much. So like, Tato was just an eating machine. He just devoured it, even though he's like the same size as me. He just what yeah, engulfed the damn thing. That's so. the problem. If he was like my size, I'd understand. But he was literally the same yeah. size as basically you. <laughs> He is. He's like, he might be even smaller than me. It's like, and where are you putting this, Tara? Jesus. Like, he's obviously not being fed at home or something like that. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, the one time a year he's let out, so he just goes ballistic and eats a 10 sack 
burger and downs 10 pints. So. <laughs> and what was, uh, what was another good game we went to? Like, um, like, was it Busted we saw when Callum was dressed as a dinosaur? Yep, Busted. Well? Yeah. Me, you, and Callum. Yeah. I like and, going to um, the O2 Arena because basically, um, you know, literally, it's like one train, then you just get on this little train, that little train, and then everyone usually goes the other way from the O2 Arena, so it looks like they're going the other way in London. So it's like, ha! Ah, fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> You're going into main London, we ain't going that way. Up yours. It's a great venue, the O2, but yeah, so. They have a lot of good stuff for that. I think it was, yeah, it was Busted and like, but they've been supported by Waitus or something, was it? Or... Yeah, it was Busted, Waitus, and a few others. Yeah, because yeah, I remember Teenage Dirtbag and then. Busting's a bit of a blur from being in, engulfed in beer. But yeah, I, I just remember Callum being dressed as, as a dinosaur the entire time. I was like, okay, <laughs> why not? <laughs> so, I, think for, I think one of the very first times I met you was at a Alterbridge gig in Wembley because me, me, Scofield, and Sam went hmm. and we just randomly met you and Callum there. That must have been one of the very first times I, well, I think I had met you before, but like one of the first times we we sort of grouped up and were like, yeah, whatever. We sort of kind of know each other. Let's just go bad at Allbridge. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I've, got, I've got all kinds of photos of just like you, Callum, and Sam shirtless with like 20 other shirtless dudes in like an Allbridge mosh pit, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and I became like your private cameraman for the gig or something. I've got like, I've literally got a stack of like hundreds of photos of all these like sweaty, half-naked men in an in Allbridge mosh pit. <laughs> so... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot of gig, that one. So... Where was the first time you ever saw Bridge? To be fair, it was only, like, I think I've only seen him once or twice before that gig, really. So it was probably a download when I, I saw him playing before Aerosmith or something, in like 2003 or something like that. So um, but I think I've seen him about five, five or six times now. Um, what about you? Like, you Mine. I remember the exact thing. date. <laughs> what the exact date you saw him for the first time? Yeah, oh. it was the sixth for the sixth for the sixth. <laughs> what is it? Oh, oh six or two thousand six? Two thousand six on the sixth of June, and me and Steve Jones and Steve's dad went to Sorrel Bridge down at the um the G A Y the Astoria. <laughs> Any Astoria? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Supporting the fifth naked and shine down. What a gig. <laughs> Oh yeah, shine down a good. So. That must have been similar to when Schofield and Sam saw him first, because one the very first, I think it was either the first time they saw him or the second time was in the the underworld after Blackbird came out, which must have been around the same time probably. So nah, this was first album. This was uh, One Day Remains. Um, oh right, even before that then in, in the Astoria. So I, I, I reckon Sam and uh, I reckon Sam and Adam might have been there because I think I've I think I've spoke to them about it in the past. I remember. Uh, uh, Sam Sam said he failed an exam because of a uh, uh, Schofield dragged him to this Old Bridge concert. Yeah, <laughs> it was probably must have been that. Yeah. So when they were sixteen years old, <laughs> failed a GCSE because they saw Old Bridge the day before. So <laughs> they wrote the band. Yeah, so I think I think I must have yeah I must have seen him at least five six times. But then I know Sam seen him about eight times and Schofield seen him probably about fifteen times or something. Yeah, I don't know by now. So um, do you do you remember that? Harry at Download, right? Going back to this again. Harry, his just knowledge about the band Baby Metal somehow, like, he just knew everything about them. 
he basically was he basically did introduce us to baby metal didn't he so mm. they were announced for download of 2016 uh, 2016 and he was just like oh yeah there's this band baby metal playing we're like who the fuck are these people when they're like a group of japanese like teenagers but like also they, they mix j-pop with like metal and stuff didn't they so mm. and that was I'm like what the fuck is this so and then he, he, would, he would just play he would just play like karate non-stop which is one of their, their main songs and we're like eventually after playing it about 20 times we were like this, this, this doesn't sound too bad so so obviously we decided to go see him so but that was when literally up until that point because i think that they were on about three o'clock on the friday weren't they? yeah they were on after I alien ant farm <laughs> and alien ant farm i remember tattoo all the way through that thing he's put on so much weight it's like what do you expect it's been fucking 20 years since <laughs> since when criminal came out they brought out that one song they're known for, yeah. <laughs> so, which even that song's a cover of a Michael Jackson song. But up until that point, it had been perfect weather. But I remember just before Baby Metal was when they had the absolute like mm. deluge come down. It was like a storm that was only situated basically on Download Festival. So they absolutely fucked it down for like 10, 15 minutes. And we all obviously all had no hoodies or waterproofs on, so we were absolutely soaked. This is and then suddenly baby metal came on and we didn't give a shit because it was baby metal and we was already we was into it by then so we all just went mad for him so this is, this is where I got so much mad respect for um Harry <laughs> Harry <laughs> Harry did not even like you know nothing tempted him whatsoever to go and buy some wellies he wouldn't buy wellies or waterproofs or anything <laughs> I think on, on on the Sunday I was like Harry it's raining you've got to get at least one of those little condom waterproof thing so i went and bought him one for like for like two quid and said wear this and he's like oh fine all right like, apart from that he was walking around in his trainers in like at least two foot deep mud mm. <laughs> for like three days and he you're gonna get trench foot harry buy him somewhere he's like no you're doing it man <laughs> that was the same year he what he he lost his wallet though so he had no money but yeah, true, i'm true. pretty sure we even offered to buy him some he just, he just refused to get them so if I can remember, it wasn't yeah. a tattoo just basically gave him a loan and said, look, I'll, I'll give you 50 quid, all right, and then just give it back when you're back in Brentwood, yeah? He's like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, but then I think on the Thursday, like, you went off and just basically spent that all on, like, crates of beer in the co-op or whatever, didn't you? Or in, in the supermarket, I think, so... It wasn't me, it was Harry. Um, I remember tattoo's favourite memory is that time where basically all you saw was walking over the cliff was a... There was a... Uh, well, I say cliff, the hill, was this shirtless yeah. Haslam... In a pirate hat, Essex flag in one hand over the shoulder, and then a crate of beer in the other. I'm like, Hooray! and Tattoo's just burst out laughing and just started clapping. <laughs> and like, Where did you even get that Essex flag from? Is that the flag shop. shop. I went, you got a flag of Essex? They're like, yeah. He's like, I don't know, to be honest with you, mate. I can have a look. And you look, and, well, there you go, look, got the flag of Essex. How much is that? And he probably charged me about 20 quid or something like that. I remember haggling with that guy for that oh, poncho where I looked like a doctor. <laughs> well, is that the same flag of Essex that we ended up giving to, to an Osprey, or is that a different one? I don't know, to be honest with you. Tao used it as a cape. He's probably got it somewhere. He basically did wear it as a cape for the entire rest of the weekend, didn't he? Yeah. So, um, I'm sure Tao probably had it somewhere, yeah. So. It's um, Do you, but, but, yeah. I remember... Um, what are we talking about there? So, yeah, the, the, the ponchos. And everyone said, like, you just look like a, you look like a doctor in that poncho, Matt. <laughs> it was like this little button-up poncho. Like, it looked like a lab coat. And I, I went like, 
<laughs> he was like, these palm trees are three pound each. Well, I'll do you one better. Two for six quid. He was there like, uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> I bought uh, two. Yeah. <laughs> I went, lads, well, I got the lad. I got, I got, I got the deal of the century. He done me two for six quid. They're only three quid each. I know, God. You should, you should be on bargain hunt, Matt. God. <laughs> Mate. With that, with that bargain savvy. Christ, God. <laughs> if I can remember, I even yeah. bought like this like random like um, trilby, but it was just pure pink as well. Trilby hat. The only thing I remember wearing the entire time is your Donkey Kong hat. Oh, like, for some hat. reason, I stole that off you and just wear that the, I wore that the, for like two days straight. That's the problem with that hat. I love that hat, but it just never fit me in. <laughs> Look my head, like, my head is not made for like those fat caps, and I just wore it the entire time for some reason. Because when you're at a festival, you don't care what you wear at all, do you? So, yeah. um, and then, then, then you discovered the silk hat. Two years that later. Wonderful download. Well, it, no, it, it, it's it's not silk; it's velvet. It, it, it it's yeah. a red velvet baseball cap. So, I got at um two thousand. Was it? I think it was two thousand eighteen. So I've still got that hat, and I I will wear that every year. <laughs> Down that comes around because it, it's a glorious hat. So. Yeah, whatever no, bar stuff I have going on. So I remember that same year that like for. For the same time I bought that hat, Skyfall bought a um a like really outlandish gold like bum bag basically. So he yeah. bought like some gold, like, some gold leggings and the gold bum bag, and that's what he was wearing for the day when we went to see Baby Mel again, obviously. Um, but like on the way to, to going into the crowd into the crowd to go see Baby Mel, he lost his bum bag. But he didn't realise it like it fell off him until like they were all like into their first two songs and it was like suddenly like, Oh shit, I've lost my bum bag which has my phone, my wallet and all all of my money in basically. So so he was like, I'm gonna go try and find it and was like I think it was me, Harry and Natalie with him and said, like, Do you want us to try and help you? He said, No, it's fine, I'll just go off. So we proceeded to sort of watch the rest of Baby Metal and then Skullfoot eventually came back, I think, yeah, like a few songs towards the end and said, I can't find it, that's it, it's fucked. Oh shit. Like, what am I gonna do? And he said, Well, We'll just try and enjoy the rest of the thought of the day, and then see if someone's handed it in at lost property or something. But then, after ba- after after like Babe Babe Metal ended, we, um, he randomly randomly went to one of the like security guards by the side stage, and someone had actually handed in his bum bag to them. And he was like, "Jesus Christ, yes!" <laughs> so it was the like, security guard said, "Yeah, someone said they just found this like neon gold bum bag <laughs> that's on the floor, thinking someone's obviously lost this." <laughs> <laughs> and and handed it in, and it and it had all his money, his phone, and everything in there. So it was a baby, it was a baby metal miracle. <laughs> so, it was glorious gold bum bag. Tell tell us about when you went, and because uh, <laughs> everyone, Schofield, I don't know if if everyone knows Schofield, he's a beautiful man. Uh, a lot of people say he looks like a young Dave Grohl, and uh, I mean I don't that, but. <laughs> <laughs> Some people have, have ruined it, yeah. And he, he decided to take a t shirt one year saying, Not Dave Grohl. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but that was a, that was a t shirt that I that I got made and bought for him, yeah. So, <laughs> because he, he's obviously said before on many occasions that a lot of people have said that he looks like Dave Grohl, and um. So I thought, well, for download, I might as well get him a T-shirt that suddenly that's, that actually says in giant bold letters, "Not Dave Grohl." So it just makes it obvious that he's not Dave, not 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 Dave Grohl. So, which I think I gave it to him on the Wednesday or Thursday, and he decided to wear it into the arena on Friday. I think it was. Yeah. Or, 
And then um, so when, so while he's in there, everyone's taken because Schofield does look a, quite a lot like Dave Grohl. <laughs> funnily enough, he just has the same hair, the same face shape, the same little beard and goatee thing. So, <laughs> so he does look quite a lot like him. So, um, so people were getting photos of him wearing that, and then. I think he was watching Bad Wolves or something, and like one of like the the sound engineers took a photo of him, like wearing a t-shirt, and then eventually they because they knew the the Foo Fighters manager or something, and gets posted to to the Foo Fighters and Radio X, and it's all over social media. Dude's wearing his t-shirt there, and then and then the Foo Fighters eventually um, post it on on their own Instagram, basically. <laughs> so, so, thanks so, for clearing that up. So, yeah, like thanks for clearing that up that you're not Dave Grohl's. And it's a Schofield in his picture on his t shirt where he looks exactly like Dave Grohl still, so it's perfect. So. <laughs> oh man. So right. he is forever he is forever not Dave Grohl now, so as soon as download happens happens again, he he has to wear that for one day, hopefully. So. This motherfucker was your best friend at school. Alright. Who is this? Schofield. Schofield, isn't yeah. it? I mean, I, I don't know. What, what. In secondary school, funnily enough, he probably wasn't my best friend. So, still. Maybe no, no. in sixth... From sixth form, he probably was. But... Yeah. This motherfucker was your best friend then, in sixth form, right? So... Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> I brought you off there, so, I mean, like, he was... Yeah, he's one of my best friends now, but like, we didn't get friendly properly until sixth form, really. So... <laughs> Oh man! Um, yeah. You actually forgot what you were going to say. Yeah, I've literally forgot what I was going to say. This motherfucker was your Fuck best you. friend. You're wrong. <laughs> he wasn't my best friend. I don't even like him. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, he hates Doug. But apart from that, that's the one. How 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 did you know when when he started hating Doug and Wilkie? No, I don't know. Especially I mean, Doug. It, it, it was it was just a, a a like clash of friend groups, wasn't it? I mean, you know. Sometimes it's just those two friends that just don't get on that much. And um, for some reason, Schofield just met Doug randomly. And afterwards, he said, I just, I just really, don't, really, don't, really don't like that guy. So, and then that was it. So. It was when you first told us about it. And he was there like, oh, that Doug. Oh, no, I don't like him. <laughs> it didn't actually happen, obviously. No, but I wanted to make Doug the, think he did think that. So, and for, forever on, for quite for at least a year or two, Doug was like, I don't know why he doesn't like me. Like, <laughs> he seemed perfectly fine. <laughs> he has absolutely no problem with him whatsoever. <laughs> to this but day, no, he does. He more, so. To this day, what's his opinion on Doug? I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe wait until he comes on, on the podcast and you can ask him, but he's probably not too favourable still. Should we so. call him? I mean, you can call him if you want. Let's let's try it. Let's try it. Try it if you want. Ask him why he hates Doug so much. We're making this an a a uh, like interactive podcast. So. There we go. It's ringing. Didn't even know it's Kevin's number. We're in the same lot of groups together. Nice. I don't think he's picking up. That's a suspense. Anyway, he's pretty busy. What's the point of having a mobile Schofield? Oh, exactly. Get online, man. Oh, Hannah, hang up. <laughs> if he rings back, fair enough, but no. It's, um... <laughs>
but yeah, so he's not here to, to defend himself, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very sure he still hates Doug with a, a very, very intense passion. So. <laughs> For reasons unbeknown to any of us, but, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I but already want to know why he hates Doug. <laughs> he must have some reason. So. I think he's a very lo- lovable man, so despite him being good friends with my bestie, Wilkie, but um, other than that, no, no. Does he hate yeah. bald people? I mean, he might do. I don't know, but I mean, he's, he's that's why he's got bald, really long hair. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just vowed himself to hate bald people, so he was grow his own hair really long. So maybe that's it. Who knows? Yeah, it's been emotional having you on. Yeah, been very <laughs> emotional. Actually, so I'm sure we, 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 could, we could keep talking for another two and a half hours. Yeah, I reckon but, we could. Um, <laughs> We've only touched the surface of some of the weird things we've done. So. It's been one of the funniest podcasts we've had so far on the show. Uh, and literally, the amount of stories we've had on it, literally, this is this is why it's called story time. <laughs> it is, Matt. We've had nothing but stories. More and more stories, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't stopped laughing the whole time. So it's, uh, it's been very good. So. And it's a very good podcast. Hopefully, you keep doing it because it's. As soon as as soon as a, a, a like new episode comes up, it's one of the very first things I like I, I put on. So um, keep going; it's been very good. So thank you. It is it's been lovely. <laughs> so on your notes, what what have you got left? My notes. Ugh, well, the only other stuff I had left was was about Blackpool, really. But um, I know you've uh, touched on that briefly before. But Jesus Christ, Blackpool! <laughs> God, God, the only other thing I left in Blackpool was when. Obviously, after 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 the wrestling, we um we went to the pub, obviously, didn't we, for a few beers. We went over Uncle Morph. It was Uncle Morph there, yeah. I don't even know who that is. He some guy you know from some wrestling stuff, or no, no, Romford, top boy. He's from what? He's from Knights Out in Romford, is it? Yeah, yeah, he knows, he knows one of mates pretty well. So, uh, yeah, yeah. No, he was a good guy. Yeah. Uncle Morph. <laughs> <laughs> what does Uncle Morph? Is, is he Matt's actual uncle? I don't know, but <laughs> no, he, basically he was like, "That's my niece." But no way, you're Uncle Morph. She's like my age. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, that's my that's my brother's uh, daughter." It's like fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, I just started calling him Uncle Morph from then, and uh, he's been Uncle Morph ever since. But uh... <laughs> it was him and his mate. We went for a few drinks somewhere, either before or after or both. We we met him at the hotel. And he sat with us, and we just talked for ages. And then yeah. uh, we went down to, um, then, then we went yeah, to the show, and then we met him afterwards in that Irish bar. And then we yeah. told him, like, Morph, we're going to Titty Bar. Do you want to come? He's like, nah, I ain't got the money for that. <laughs> no. Neither, would, neither did we, really. So, but, um, I know there was that, that, that random middle-aged guy Sam Sam got very friendly with, and he was drinking a lot of Nuki Browns with but then. To be fair, like most of the rest of the night is quite a, a bit of a blur. So we did. Tri- well, Sam wanted to find a strip club, basically. <laughs> and I, I think we found somewhere we didn't. Eventually, meet, like me and you left, basically, because it was like we don't want to spend this money, and we just want to get some food and go home. So I think mean, we ended up. Isn't it, it took us about two hours to walk home in the end, basically. I think. I remember walking Black- in the road, and basically that that <laughs> the police going like uh, stopping me, going, "What are you doing in the road?" Thinking, go back to the hotel. Are you from around here? He's like, nah. He's like, fair enough, go on right. then. <laughs> Just drove on. So me and you saw that McDonald's. And then basically, yeah. I remember like, you know, <laughs> it was raining. And then like, we, we, you started going down the hill and I started following you, but I stacked it down the hill. And <laughs> yeah. like, landed on like, arse first, just caked in mud. 
And then you were just standing there just laughing your head off. I was like, Adam, you help me up right now. (laughs) (laughs) You help me up. I'm like, no, I'm laughing too much. Well, yeah, because like this McDonald's was on like the sort of in between this motorway or something, like down like, you know, like you have like those hills on the side of like a motorway where it's just grass, I guess. And we decided to just roll down one of them. And I I ran down fine because I was really hungry, but you you fell over, (laughs) got really muddy, and I just laughed at you because I'm an arsehole. I think I helped you in the end. Yeah, but yeah. You did. And, and we eventually got our McDonald's and then went back to our room. And then obviously Sam wasn't there, but we were concerned. Sam was lost to the night. And then um, we woke up and Sam was there in the end. So um, I think he ended up having an a, a eventful evening. But, um, he lost his debit card. Apparently he lost it, yeah. Luckily he counts it as soon as he woke up. So he was like, he, had no, he has no idea like how he got home, how he lost his card. Do you not remember his um his voicemail he gave to the uh that, that titty bar? Sorry, I can't. Something like, I think I was at yours last night. Like, I don't know. He went. What was yeah, it? Yeah, you're right there. Um, I was at your bar last night. I gave a. Uh, Okay, I gave two your uh, your young ladies the night of their life by paying their wages, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I lost my debit card. My name's Sam Wilkins. If you could uh, let me know if you got it and call me on this number, that'd be great. I don't think he ever got it back, to be fair. But uh, <laughs> I suppose God loves a tryer, and he tried. So, um... <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> so, it was a wonder. It was a wonderful trip away. So, Blackpool. <laughs> And you, and you like proposed to me on top of, Black, of Blackpool Power as lamb. So I think technically that marriage is still valid. So. That's a beautiful picture that yeah. as well. It's very beautiful. And they had very nice cocktails as well. So no, a truly magical moment. Yeah. Night before we sat there watching WWE Network, the best of Sid Vicious. Like just put on Sid Vicious matches, Sid Justice, whatever you want to call him. We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and that was a very nice night. A nice little preview for the uh, the onslaught of the, the next night to come. So it's really, I know you've seen this before with Doug, but it's a fucking long way to drive there to Blackpool. It's at least six hours. <laughs> like, why aren't we driving this bar to watch some rogue wrestling in January? But like, fuck it. <laughs> we did it anyway. <laughs> and it, it was a great trip, but it's it's a it's a bloody long uh, journey there. Yeah. So. I remember. I remember one of the funniest things is like we're in Blackpool. We could try anything we wanted, but we decided to have lunch at Subway. <laughs> we did have lunch at Subway. Yeah. It was a good lunch that was. And then um, I remember, yeah, because you, you were saying we, we went to the Irish bar, didn't we? And then like uh, I think there was only about ten people in this Irish bar because obviously it's a random Irish bar in Blackpool. All wrestling in, fans. <laughs> all wrestling fans with some random like four other people in January. So obviously there's no one else there. And then like Sam got up on the stage as well, didn't he? And he was dancing and stuff. And then, like, there was a few other random people there as well we were chatting to. I don't know if they were Irish or Blackpool or <laughs> Blackpoolians or what, but... Um... Oh, no. Do you remember um, Sam got a lappy? He got a lap dance. In Did he? Yeah. What, in Blackpool? We went to Blackpool. We went to a uh, strip club, remember? We were talking um... about this a second ago. Yeah, I, I remember that. Okay. But, well, yeah, he did that, but like, so, and that's when we sort of left. I thought, didn't we? But yeah, yeah. But in in Essex, basically, um, the young ladies stripped down from head to toe, whereas Blackpool they just took their shirt off. And Sam's reaction was like when he had a dance. He's like, "Is that it? <laughs> Is that it?" <laughs> I, 
I mean, like, who knows what he, what he paid afterwards to get what he could, but... God, no. I suppose they're a different breed in Blackpool. It's more of a tourist location, isn't it? So they don't have to try as hard. But, um, but there you go. So... It was a it was it was a lovely night still. Highlight was the, was the McDonald's and you falling down a hill still, but, um, but otherwise yeah. Now here we go. I got another big bone to pick with Sam here, right? Yeah. Right. This is more turned into the in, into the anti Sam podcast right now, isn't it, Matt? But I meant, I to, be, I meant, be, I meant to be being I nice to you. Nice right? This year. right. But <laughs> that motherfucker promised us he'd get a, a, don- a ride on a donkey on the uh, on the on the beach. <laughs> he never did. He did say that. He said we would ride the Big Dipper and, and go for a donkey ride, and neither of those things happened. Exactly. So, so he owes us a Big Dipper ride and and a donkey journey on the beach at Blackpool. So. <laughs> we just love to see like just some of these kids having all these donkey rides, and one of them you just see Sam going, "All right, <laughs> right, mate." <laughs> no, like, no, 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 Sam. Probably like a pair of wife fronts in his fucking sailor hat. That with a bottle of Nuki Brown yeah. in his hand, <laughs> having the time of his life. <laughs> I think that's got to happen next year at some point, man. <laughs> at some point. Sam Stagg's who wants to be going to WrestleMania, we end up in Blackpool. He's getting a donkey ride. Yeah. <laughs> we we could have gone to Vegas for WrestleMania, but we decided to go to Blackpool instead <laughs> and spend and spend twice as much <laughs> on donkeys and, and theme park rides. <laughs> But there you go. Oh man! I'm sure, it'll be. Uh, um, I'm, I'm actually quite worried, worried for Sam Stag to about about what might happen because he has he is Stag City Sam. So and um, the thing is with him is like there there is literally nothing he won't do. So I, I'm yeah. worried. I'm trying, think, I'm trying to think of what we can do to get him to do that he won't like. So uh, tongue. I've got a few ideas. So what? Tongue pierced. Get his tongue pierced. I don't know if we can do that. Maybe, maybe it's nipples or something. But... Nope. I've got tongue. a few ideas. But... I've got a few ideas, but I uh, won't send them here. So um, I want to make sure they're a surprise for him. Is so, one of them getting so... his tongue pierced? <laughs> well, it is now, Matt. It didn't, it, didn't, it didn't enter my brain before, but it has now. So uh, <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> He even said there was a stag dude he was on, and he's got it recorded on here that basically, like, the stag wouldn't do anything, so he got up and did it himself because he was just, you know, and he got drink well, caught yeah, from. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was a famous one in 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 Benidorm, was it? I mm. I don't want to name names to so call people out, but yeah, like, like like Sam ended up doing everything the stag would do, so we got like his his bum hole shaved and all sorts, of, and was dancing on the bar and all sorts, so. That's the thing. They're, they're like, there is literally nothing that he won't do. So um, it's going to be very hard to think of something that he'd be very willing willing to, to turn down. So, but um, I've got a few ideas. So <laughs> we'll see. If it doesn't end up with him banging Sunny, then you know I'm going to be disappointed. Well, that's going to be the climax, literally, <laughs> of of the event. So <laughs> throw him from the house, the porch of Matt Cardona, so he can be on Major Figures podcast. From there. <laughs> It's going to be a major thing. He's going to fight the Iron Sheik in in a one on one match. He's going, to, he's going to fight the Iron Sheik in a uh, um, have a uh, what's it called? Uh, he's going to have a uh, <laughs> a beer bottle on a pole match, and the other person who can fuck yeah. the other with a beer yeah, bottle right. in the ass wins. 
<laughs> that that clearly needs to happen. So <laughs> I can't imagine the Iron Cheeks that much to hire out for a day. So <laughs> I think I think we might you know we might be getting buff Bagwell. <laughs> I mean he is he he is available to hire as a male gigolo, isn't he? So. <laughs> I'm sure we can. I'm sure if we all put a few, like a, a few hundred quid in a pot, we can buy him. So um, I think we might, we might be able to get the Sandman for cheaper. Well, <laughs> a Sandman seems to be very cheap for anything. So. Well, that's the thing. He was meant to be like thirty-five dollars on Cameo, but then somehow on like Facebook, I clicked the link and he was only sixteen dollars. So I was like, yeah, perfect. Well, yeah, why not? <laughs> that's literally like a few pints. Why not? So get it done. Maybe maybe we can like. Pay for Hornswoggle, pay for like Hornswoggle to be like handcuffed to him for a day or something. We'll see. But, or like El Torito or something. Who knows? You've got a good, you've got a good taste. <laughs> We've got a bit of time to plan it, Matt. So yeah. So we'll see. Day. Well, Adam, it's been emotional. It's very emotional, Matt. It's been very enjoyable. So. Right. We've had a lot of lot of fun, you know, re- reminiscing memories here. And uh, yeah, a lot of memories there, and lots more memories to be made once all the lockdown stuff is over, and we can go out, out and about again, which I'm sure will be sometime soon. So, hell's yeah, let's do it. But yeah, yeah, thank you for coming on, Adam. Uh, you can be found on Instagram if you want to. He's probably got a private account, so if he doesn't accept you, don't take it, you know, uh, like you know, personally. But always remember, <laughs> I am Matthew Haslam Hammond. And ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Thank you and goodbye.